0: Hello and welcome to the HAM Radio Crash Course Podcast. My name is Josh, amateur radio call sign KI6NAZ.
1: And I'm Leia, KN6NWZ.
0: And who buddy, how about them radios? Let's get started, shall we? (laughs) Hello Leia, How is your week?
1: Oh, it's hectic.
0: Is it never not hectic?
1: Mm, This has been a particularly stressful week. Why? so many tears not mine
0: oh also mine also i uh accomplished something that is nigh unheard of leah you're not a crier i'm not you are not a crier
1: you're a crier i I'm, cry I'm significantly
0: cry. more than you cry uh charlotte passing we all cried significantly oh last cried. That I cried that's probably the hardest,
1: hardest i've cried in a very long time
0: At, like i can only think of your grandmother passing was the only other time that you've cried as hard
1: like you know there are um, there are parents who like look at their children and they get like teary-eyed with like joy and mm-hmm. wistfulness at how quickly they're growing. That's not me right yeah <laughs>
0: but then I had you watch episode three of the last of us oh man and you shed a tear
1: i I mean no, my eyes got watery okay
0: I, I didn't I didn't it notice. was not shed. Right, right. It was it collected was, in the eye shell. Yeah,
1: and then reabsorbed.
0: And then you just pull that right yeah, back in. Yeah. <laughs> Can't let that tear out. <laughs> Got to hang on to that one. <laughs> that was a, uh, so surprising, that episode. Like, at no time did a video game adaptation zombie apocalypse show need to go that hard. At Joel no just time.
1: needed a car. He okay, just, he just needed, needed a car.
0: car. That was,
1: and then, and and, and then, you know what? The last of us said, they were like, We're going for the Emmy.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what happened. They were like, You know what? We're going to push this to the next level. It was, it was incredibly good. Uh, Nick Offerman, amazing. I I just such a talent, very, very talented. Anyway, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Ham Radio Crash Course podcast. Another week in the books, and uh, we're hoping to have a little fun, so thanks for listen, listening, and we appreciate you. We do like to kick off the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast with the Ham Radio Minute.
1: It's never a minute.
0: And today's Ham Radio Minute is, what's the best ham fest ham radio? Not oh. a radio you buy at a ham fest, but a radio you may take to a ham fest. Balfang. Uh, that is on my short list of of radios, actually.
1: Because, like, if something happens to Who it cares? in transit— Yep you're cool you can pick up another one Uh,
0: yep i i agree Uh, i do like to give the nod to any of the icom radios with their gps capability because you you can go anywhere with it basically and say here i am or you just turn the gps on
1: here i am rock you like a hurricane and
0: it will just figure out your location tell you the repeaters that are adjacent to you but most of the time you just need two meter simplex anyway so not that big a deal I will also give the my preference is basically the smallest thing that will run as long as possible Ooh. is the one you want. Because you're just going to leave it on like a simplex frequency anyway. All day. And you're all within, I don't know, a square mile or so of each other. Maybe a little more than a square mile at Hamcation. You can just talk on simplex. It's really hard not to be able to hear each other, even at low power on simplex. So a couple of shout outs to the Yaesu VX3 tiny little radio. It's a good one for this. Um, the Baofeng UV-3R, hard to get now, but it's kind of a clone of that Yesu. Small size, works really well. You, you just kind of need a couple of pre-coordinated uh, frequencies. You're good to go. Unless you want to work repeaters, then you, you may have to decide to do something a little bit different. I will be taking my Pico APRS to... Hamcation this year, which is Mm -hmm. next week, which is crazy. So I'll just mention right up front no podcast next week unless we record on a Wednesday, which could happen. So just an FYI, because I'm Mm. traveling, you know, I'll be traveling. So FYI for everybody listening, it'll be an abbreviated uh, show or at least abbreviated show from the email standpoint. So you know what you got to do if you want to get in on the emails. And I'll mention that right up front. If you want to email us your questions or comments, make sure to send us an email at leah at All right. Very good.
1: Did that pop your ears? Somebody tell me.
0: Uh, yeah, we, we are trying out pop switches. And this was a recommendation of John Amadeo trying to help us up the, the quality of the show. And I John went- John
1: was sick of hearing me cough he, he through was, two specifically, weeks specifically. sickness.
0: Specifically, he said for uh, the headphone listeners in the crowd, Which I can only imagine hearing you cough in headphones sounds like my nightmare, Yes, a personal nightmare of mine. But I went with the Copal Mute Mate 2X2 mic cough button thing, and when you click it – oh, mine's working fine now. It it's got this. I don't know why. Uh, it so pops. it pops. It it makes its own pop. So we're not going to click that as much as we can avoid to do it on the podcast. And I have to figure out what this noise is coming from. This pop. I heard that there's potentially. Leia was googling, frantically before the show, and she said, "Josh, there's a resistor you can add." <laughs> and like, oh, a resistor! You say. Yep, a resistor. You so, can just
1: run the audio through a pop filter, though.
0: I know, but you know how we work here. Yes. We're not trying to add extra steps to something mm. that we do every week. So we'll have to figure that out. So your choice, a
1: pop noise
0: or Leia coughing? I don't know if that's a vote or whatnot. If, but... uh,
1: unless anybody is trying to gauge how sick I am. Right. Each week. How will you know? Right. Yeah. How I'm uh, faring in the triple panoramic. Oh Well, let's see how you fare.
2: Leia, would you like
3: to take your test?
0: Yes, you do. Bugger.
1: Ah, bugger. <laughs> All right. I am on question six of 35. Mm. The question reads, which of the following is a danger from lead tin solder? I thought you were supposed to use rosin core solder.
0: Um. Yeah, but it's lead.
1: It's lead on the outside? I mean, it's usually. Has it always been lead tin on the outside?
0: It's a lead tin amalgamation, yeah.
1: And then just the inside is rosin? hmm That was, that was uh, for you, Sterling. <laughs> Our options are, A, RF energy can convert the lead into a poisonous gas. <laughs> B, high voltages can cause lead tin solder to disintegrate suddenly. Mm-hmm. C, the tin and the solder can cold flow causing shorts in the circuit d lead can contaminate food if hands are not washed carefully after handling the solder and i selected d lead can contaminate food if hands are not washed carefully after handling the solder
0: that is obviously the right answer but it's subtly tricksy because solder will explode and fly if something is struck by lightning that has been soldered. Uh-huh. The, That's the solder immediately liquefies though. and like flies off. You know, I know it's not disintegrating, but it's it's a little tricky. Just remember, lead's a poison. You know, it's poisonous if you consume yes. it. So, yeah, keep that in mind.
1: The next question reads: What does the number thirty-one represent in PSK thirty-one? A. The number of characters that can be represented by PSK thirty-one. B. The year in which PSK thirty-one was invented. C. The version of the PSK protocol, D, the approximate transmitted symbol rate. Mm. I was incorrect. The answer is the approximate transmitted symbol.
0: Yes. Rate. Remember from when we talked last time, it's not about the character rate. It's about the symbol rate.
1: Mm. Yes. The next question reads, what causes HF propagation conditions to vary periodically in a roughly 28-day cycle? Mm. A, cyclic variation in in the Earth's radiation belts. B, the sun's rotation on its axis. C, long-term oscillations in the upper atmosphere. D, the position of the moon in its orbit. Uh... I selected wrong, Uh-oh. but only because it was talking about a twenty-eight day cycle. Uh huh.
0: I thought that might trip you up.
1: It is B, the sun's rotation on its axis. Yeah,
0: it's right. it's always the sun. It's always the sun. The moon gives off no radiation. It is a I reflector understand. of light. Yeah, I'm assuming sure it it can gravity. affect propagation, but but, but what does that have to do with anything?
1: That's and this is when you reply days.
0: back. What doesn't it have to do with anything? <laughs>
1: Can't fight gravity.
0: I mean, you can. (laughs) That's literally what rockets do. Anything that's propelling itself is technically, you know, that launches. Eventually. fighting gravity. You
1: know what? Eventually gravity wins.
0: Not if you escape gravity. I mean, okay, now we're getting wind the weeds. There is always a gravitational effect, right? Even if you're in space. But there's not an immediately... Earth-centric effect that's pulling you to Earth, but that goes back to gravity
1: is not just Earth-based.
0: I understand. Yes, yes, this is this is true. Uh Yes, I'm immediately contradicting myself with Uh answers. Yeah, okay. Hey, it just reminds me. Hey, Rob. (laughs) Yeah, hey, Rob. That that just still reminds me of my favorite thing about satellite orbits. It's just that it's oh, the satellite is always falling off the edge of the Earth gravitationally (laughs) that's what keeps it in orbit
1: excellent which of the following conditions must be must beacon stations comply a a beacon station may not use automatic control b the frequency must be coordinated with the national beacon organization Mm, the national the nbo the (laughs) nbo Mm. See, the frequency must be posted on the internet or published in a national periodical.
0: <laughs> Could you imagine?
1: <laughs> and this is...
0: This but this month's periodical will be Bird Watch Monthly. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be posting the beacon frequencies. So keep an eye out. Did
1: you know that Good Housekeeping has an entire section dedicated to beacon
3: publications? <laughs> <laughs>
0: We'd like to use reader's digest. <laughs> we resurrected the entire thing. This is for the, the beacon periodical. the
1: Farmer's almanac. The, yes, the <laughs> Paul
0: Richards Farmer Almanac.
1: D, there must be no more than one beacon signal transmitting in the same band from the same station location.
0: So make sure to check out Paul Richards Almanac for the next beacon harvest. When it's the best time to was, plant your beacons,
1: <laughs> I was split between A and D.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And how'd we do?
1: And we did not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we're, was the one you did select the right one. Yes, Excellent. there
1: must be no more than one beacon, uh, one beacon signal transmitting in the same band from the same station location. Okay, which makes sense. But also,
3: okay.
0: Because then you'd be like, can we have, can I be transmitting any more beacons? Yeah.
1: <laughs> what determines the performance of a ferrite core at different frequencies? Mm. A, the composition or the quote unquote mix of materials mm. used. B, the ratio of outer diameter to inner diameter. C, its thickness... Isn't that the same thing? <laughs> D, it's conductivity.
0: Ah, uh, You should know this. <clears throat> oh, I coughed. I didn't click the button. I was clearing my throat. I'll take that as a... I got this one wrong. No way. It's, it's the mixture. The composition. Yeah. It's the mixture, if you will.
1: All right. <laughs> what is the inductance?
0: <laughs> you should have stopped when you had the chance. You're like, oh, no, I'll push it forward.
1: Of three... 10 Miller Henry in doctors connected in
0: You know, your old friend Miller Henry. <laughs> he's, my, he's just the smaller other Henry friend. So many Henry's. We sort them by size.
1: That's what Henry named his son. <laughs> Millihenry. mega
0: Henry, you took the wall out again. <laughs> You're a regular Kool Aid man, you.
1: A, 3.3 millihenries. B, 30 <laughs> millihenries.
0: Defeated tone that you read the answers. C,
1: 3.3 Henries. <laughs> oh. Is it, how many to the mega Henry? D, 0. 0.30 Henries.
0: You just winged it. I you just clicked it. You just went straight for it. Yeah.
1: The answer is three point three millihenry. And did you get it right? Absolutely. Not. <laughs> yeah.
0: We're kill, you're killing it in this one, laugh. Yes. Yeah, we're still waiting for when you you know just say uh, the time has come, and then you start doing the practice tests.
1: You know what? You're right. On your free time, we're just you're waiting. Right. We're Tomorrow, winning. I have to make like.
0: I'm not saying we need to schedule it right now.
1: 600, 600 glutinous rice balls. So, 600? Yeah. Would you like to help me? And you. No,
0: and we, I have yeah. to clean up the entire shack. This week's live stream, patron picks episode, they have voted for a live shack tour. What's in the shack? What's, what's Jack? in the shack, Jack? So, that's what I'll be doing on Saturday. So, no, I cannot. I, I must apologize. I'll be cleaning up the shack.
1: You're going to be doing that tomorrow.
0: Yes. Well, I I would rather not do it live. And doesn't Edison have like a thing? Don't they have like a thing on Saturday?
1: Tomorrow's Friday. I know,
0: but I can't very well be cleaning it on Saturday if there's a thing I need to go to.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I think. It's a two-person thing. A two-person thing. Ben and Edison.
0: Uh, Right, right, right. Okay, anyway. Very good. Well, Leia, thank you uh, so much for, you know. Continuing to struggle on with that. Yeah, uh (laughs) uh-huh. If you'd like to study along with Leah, we recommend you use hamstudy.org. Hamstudy.org, free website to take practice tests. And when you take those tests, it will tell you the sub-elements that you are having issues with that you can focus on, hone in on, and learn the material. And if you want to learn a little bit more about that material, even though Hamstudy does a good job with their info panels that you can click on, the Gordon West Radio Test Prep books are... Very good for giving everyone a little bit of a
3: mm,
0: little primer on kind of understanding what's going on there. We have links in the show notes that take you to Amazon where you can buy the technician general or extra books. And we also recommend the fast track series to your ham radio license books that are on audible link is in the description for that as well. If you are new to audible, you get a book for free and what a great book to get that is really, really long, covering all the questions in an amateur radio test. So check that out. And hey, all, here's a challenge to you. We are going for Extra in April is the, is the tagline. Extra
1: in April?
0: Extra in April. Now, it started out being, hey, that's kind of a fun tagline. Let's go with everyone get their extra in April or by April. What though we mean collectively for all of amateur radio is those without license, get your technician. Consider getting your general. If you want to go for the grand slam and go all the way to extra, cool, that's awesome. But if you are at any level of license and you are interested in pursuing the next level, let's do it before April. So challenge yourself to get that done, and those are all really good things you can use to do that. So join the conversation by leaving a review on the Apple podcast for the ham radio crash course podcast. You can also email us at leah at ham and leaving a review wherever you listen to the podcast is very much appreciated Love reviews. and will help the ham radio crash course reach more hams or the ham curious My precious. and we appreciate <laughs> it. It's the only way Leia knows that we do good episodes is if there is a review on Apple podcast and we have two reviews My this gracious. week This is from Sierra the Pony Oh, I love ponies. Subject: Good podcast. Oh. Body: Good podcast. Nice. Looking forward to reading the King Killer Chronicle. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. Don't do it. Do we I don't know how many warnings we The can problem give. is is
0: we keep talking about it. And now people are starting to read it.
1: No, it's just, it, it's so enraging by the end.
0: We have people in the Discord podcast chat, the HRCC podcast chat, link is in the show notes, <laughs> oh. that have started reading it. Uh, is it. Is it our friend John? The the one who made the amazing email. Well, I'm sorry, what's his name? I only know him by his Discord handle. Do you remember?
1: I think it was John. Okay. Okay. He
0: read it, right?
1: Like, in two days, because that's like, how you do that book. Right. Like you can't he, stop. he
0: read it, and then he's like, wow, this is a really good book. This is amazing. It's not that the books that exist aren't amazing. We're not telling you not to read it because it's like a, a bad B movie. We're telling you don't read it because the books are fantastic, and there is no end to it because there is no ending books. The series... Has not been completed in over 10 years. So don't read it.
1: I, I can only explain it to you in this way. If you had a TV show that you absolutely love.
0: If you hate the BBC going on hiatus for anything. Yes. It's like that, but like a very the, good book.
1: At the height of any literally t- TV the height, show. Literally. That leaves you on a season cliffhanger with nothing resolved. Okay. They right. built it up to you in a way that you, you desperately seek more information to just, you know what that it just doesn't. You're so and right. And then it just doesn't I, come back. I
0: forgot. I forgot about that aspect of it. So Harry Potter, right? Every book. Is continuing the story arc of, of Voldemort, right? Yes. But every book has like a peak and then like a valley, and a peak and right. a valley, and a peak and a valley. And there's a you know its own story arc within the book, and then you know collectively longer story arcs through the series. The 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 name of the Wind and the Kingkiller Chronicle. I think that's it. Doesn't matter. It's all called the Kingkiller Chron- Chronicle. Cloth, who's the main character, is like Harry Potter but competent. Right. and continues to get better and stronger and more capable and that's where it stops like at where he's now very good and then that's it it's like you, you know what happens. it's it's like it's like it's like power leveling a character in a game and you get it to the point that you can use like the last skill that you unlock after going through the skill tree and you're like okay i'm going to i'm going to enter this game and i'm going to use this skill that it's taken yeah. me hours to unlock uh-huh. and then the game shuts off and deletes itself and you can't run it again yeah. it's gone you're, it deletes your character he he <laughs> it's created
1: gone. he created all of the problems and all of the questions without asking if he could answer them
0: yeah anyway we <laughs> every time <laughs> this comes up we spend this uh, don't read the book okay,
1: yeah don't do it
0: okay this is from rr T190.
1: It's George R.R. Martin. Look. Why aren't you as upset about my book?
0: What's all this? (laughs) His books aren't also done. I know. Shut up, George. Why are you you even emailing us in the book? he's saying,
1: why aren't you as upset? about (laughs)
0: well you see there was this thing called an hbo show (laughs) i watched that before and did
1: so poorly that it
0: made me sick to my stomach
1: (laughs) and now i'm done with you (laughs) you didn't even
0: technically start with me (laughs) i cheated but it's all true is the subject what Mm Mm-hmm. ham radio crash course is a must listen for anyone interested in the world of amateur radio amazing Host Josh and Leah bring a unique blend of humor and expertise to their discussions, making the often often complicated subject of ham radio accessible and entertaining. The podcast is well-researched and covers a wide range of topics, from the basics of operating a ham radio to more advanced techniques and equipment. What sets the podcast apart is the dynamic between Josh and Leah. They have a great rapport and their on-air banter keeps the listener engaged and entertained. They also take the time to answer listener questions, which provides great insight into the world of amateur radio. I highly recommend this podcast to anyone looking to learn uh, more about ham radio or simply looking for a fun and inform- informative Ooh. podcast in, in, yeah, yeah, to listen to. Whether you're a seasoned ham radio operator or a complete beginner, you're sure to find something of value in each episode of the Ham Radio Crash Course. Oh my
1: gosh, all the high price. Now
0: I must confess, Oh. ChatGPT did the heavy lifting writing this review. Wow. I just fed it well.
1: Wow.
0: That was a first for us. Seventy threes and eighty eight from Ryan into YQT.
1: Well, thank you, Ryan. And keep feeding ChatGPT. GPT. That good was pretty about I mean, that's...
0: <laughs> it's good at writing comments for podcasts. Let me tell you. That's a that's a thing it does.
1: You should see if it can write your newsletter.
0: <laughs> Probably not.
1: <laughs> just... See oh, have you tried taking your newsletter, feeding it through chat to correct the grammar? I don't think it works that way. Absolutely. It's AI. Okay. It can do all the things that are Well, really
0: hey, I don't know. We're going to move on now. <laughs> are you
1: ready? Are you ready? Yeah, no, yeah, are okay. Ready? Are
4: you ready? Into you the ready? unknown I will Let's go, go. go. for I, go. Go. I shall fear no Let's man of on. peace. Let's go. Let's one foot after on. the other, on. On. Are you ready? for I'm prepared to survive.
5: I'm not alert to bees.
0: Still one of my favorites. Whew. Great drop. Thank you, Kevin.
5: Uh,
1: well, this week's preparedness corner
0: <laughs> is, why is Bill's compound so good <laughs> The
1: Last of Us? Okay, I. you know what? I had a different topic. Now we're going to talk about this topic. Good job, okay?
3: <laughs> oh, we're okay. about
1: to spoiler alert. You oh, no. skip ahead. No, we can't do that. What is, what's your topic, the other
0: topic? No. Oh, okay.
1: There. Now... We talk about how Bill lives the most idyllic, most successful of all in the history of media. Of the apocalypse. Yes. Yeah. It is. It, you could not wish for any better.
0: I mean, you like could be the ocean side or something. The
1: No, no, you can't. Bill's post-apocalyptic adventure. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Everything comes up Bill all right <laughs> comes up bill. not only was bill constantly hedging for an apocalypse he gets it okay yeah it's like most people it, who it, are it, doomsday preppers will never see the th- okay this is spoiler violent. this is spoilers
0: this is spoilers because there are many a group <coughs> i am in see you coughed and you, you don't click it after you coughed <coughs> oh she's still coughing okay <laughs> Now she's laughing at coffee. <laughs> oh, the button works! It's working. The button is working. See, if I stop to say you click the button, that renders all of it almost moot, right? It's supposed to be. We got this clicky thing going off. I don't know what's happening. This podcast is off the rails
3: right
0: now. Okay, so there's all these groups I'm in, right? That um, right? Like I'm in I'm in prepper groups and stuff like that. You know that kind of whole thing, preparedness, right? Same. And this episode has come up, right, in, in the group, in these groups. It's been brought up. Major spoiler alert, Bill's gay. Bill is gay. I
1: don't think that that's actually a spoiler because he well, is for gay those, in the video game.
0: The Last of Us is very pro-LGBTQ+, whatever you want to call it, right?
1: It's LGBTQIA+.
0: Okay, the IA is new to me. <laughs> that those are new letters. I, I okay. That now <laughs> you better stop. I don't want. I don't want to. We're already into the weeds here, so just don't even start me on that. I just
1: wanted to clarify Great. where we're at today. <laughs> where we're at. Today.
0: <laughs> Wonderful. So, in The Last of Us, Bill is does not trust the government and has been preparing for a very long time in a side piece of his of the house that he lives in, it's basement. And he has everything squared away. He's very methodical. And then it happens, and he's like, oh, time to go to work. And he builds a fenced-in structure. He taps into the gas
1: system. No, the first thing he does Mm -hmm. is he doesn't listen to the government when they're trying to round people up to go to a safe zone. Because
0: they get shot. Some of them
1: get shot. Yeah, a lot And it doesn't matter because even after they make it to the safe zone, there's
3: (laughs) –
0: Yeah, Yeah. everybody ends up dying, or most people die. So Bill – Goes to work, sets up a proper compound, builds up fences, taps into the gas system. So he has hot water. He has gas. He has power. He also has a natural gas defense system that kicks off and, like, flamethrowers people if they try and attack. He's got a series of traps set up to stop the walkers and all that stuff. And so where did you want to go with this? Because, like, that's just that's like the preparedness person right there. Right, right there. He's the epitome of that. Like, when you think of, quote unquote, that person, like, Bill is that person. Yes. He has achieved that
1: post-apocalypse
6: success. But it's important to
1: note that it appears that Mm -hmm. prior to the apocalypse, he was a middle-aged man, like, living at home with his
0: mother. He says the piano belonged to his mom. I don't know that the home belonged to his mom. I have a feeling that he just has her piano. I oh, think really? that's his home. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think that he was like... I know you thought... But it. he
1: was also very refined. Uh, Yeah. You know, knew his wine, knew how to cook, like Michelin-level meals, right? Just... what
0: What's the rustic, rustic cooking? Like, he... No, he, he, was, took game. he was
1: fine dining.
0: I guess, but... What is it when you have like game meat, like hunted game meat in a restaurant? Farm to table. Okay. So he was like a farm to table person. Like he was living off the land. He would hunt the food and he knew how to cook the he food. He knew
1: how to garden.
0: He knew how to garden. He had fresh vegetables. He did the whole thing. So he was he's, li- he's literally the epitome of all of like the stuff we've talked about. Yes. He had power squared away. He had defenses squared away. He had food collection of wild meat and also vegetables and everything. All of that dialed in. He his also planning took was immaculate his, his
1: car battery because he was. That
0: was the part that I was like, "This is bugging this guy is, in." This guy was on a different level. He disassembled batteries
1: so they wouldn't corrode and
0: took out the the actual cells in it, right? And took out the sulfuric acid, had it all separated and kept in a refrigerator that he kept running so that the car would run with a, basically a fresh battery. Twenty years later. Yep. Now, don't ask where the fuel came from. That was the part that I didn't want to. I didn't want to dispel the the reality of it because, like, fuel's gonna it's go got a bad. Life. Yeah. Yeah. It's got. It's gonna go bad after twenty years for sure. Um, but everything he did was very squared away.
1: Yeah. This is this is the episode to watch if you're into preparedness.
0: If you can get over. The, it's it's two gay guys it is like i mean that's what it's
1: it's, i mean that part is a very small part of the
0: whole no i mean there's the whole you know scene with them in the bedroom sure it's not graphic or anything like that i don't have an issue with it but i know there are people who do i personally view that like nick i don't know if the other character the other actor is actually gay in -hmm. real life Mm -hmm. nick offerman is not he's married to the woman from will and grace yes and he acts like he is gay like full on Uh in the beginning not so much right because he's all repressed and whatnot but like it was like a like as much as i can say this is a romantic kiss between two guys yes it was you know what i mean like they they he gave off the vibe that he was in love as this character bill yes which i was like this is fantastic for him as an actor it was amazing yeah but there was a lot of people in those groups who were like i this is i can't (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's oh, that's, how. Uh, uh, that's true but it you you know you, you this whole episode aside from the love story is kind of every like doomsday prepper dream
0: i mean if they fantasize about the end of the world yes and there are people that do that are that are preparing i again going back to my whole thing I don't prepare because I'm like fantasizing about what will happen. I think
1: about what you're will happen. You're not doomsday proper though. I don't
0: I don't, just... I don't I don't like I don't lust for it. You know what I mean? Like I, right, I I'm just, just planning... I want to be prepared yeah. so that I'm I'm not inconvenienced. Well, everyone's going to be inconvenienced, but I want to be inconvenienced as less as possible. Right. Right. Okay. So Bill is the epitome of that. Right. And
1: actually the episode really kind of romanticizes how great it could oh, it be does. It does. You're because right. Because you have all of the conveniences of modern day without having to be around anybody else.
0: <laughs> That's true. It, you know? it is It is actually really interesting how I I won't be surprised if there's like an uptick in prepper things because of this episode.
1: So the other thing that we should absolutely address is that Bill does have a radio station. They all he do. Uses
0: So in the second episode of The Last of Us, yeah. there is a- Because
1: um, there's no other way to communicate. Right.
0: So there are these areas called QZs, yes, quarantine zones, right? They're safe zones. Safe, well, it's, Q, it's called a QZ for a reason. It's a quarantine zone. People are quarantined in. They can't yeah. leave. They because, all died, though. Well, no, not the one that Joel and, and Tess came from. That's an established quarantine zone that's been safe this whole time.
1: Is that Boston? I don't know. I don't remember. Okay. The,
0: in one of the episodes, and uh, Joel Joe Eisenberg wanted me to download the clip and play it on Ham Nation. I'm like, Joe, I can't do that. That's, yeah,
3: <laughs> not gonna get apologies. Not
0: gonna get another copyright strike from you, bud. I love <laughs> you, but can't do it. Um, there is a scene where there is a an apartment building, or you know, like a building, and there is a line. I don't know, 50-plus feet long that is just in this hallway of this building. And there are people all holding pieces of paper uh, with messages scribbled on them. And you have no idea what's going on. And Joel walks past the whole line and goes into the room. And people are, like, yelling at him, hey, wait, your turn, it's not your turn yet, whatever. He goes into this room, Mm -hmm. and it's a dude with a ham radio. Okay. And the people are bringing the messages to him to try and send information to the other QZs in the United States to pass traffic.
1: They could have just gotten their own ham radios.
0: Well, in, you know, it's a hindsight thing, right? He is the one with the ham radio. He wields all the ham radio power, right? And Joel just walks up because Joel does all these like special jobs for people. And basically you figure out that the the ham guy had received messages from Joel's brother. Who Joel oh. has been trying to stay in contact with. And the last you heard that he heard from his brother, he had gone to North Dakota or something like that. And he relayed the message to Joel where they're at because radios in that world is appropriately identified as being an incredibly valuable asset. Yeah. Bill himself is actually running an FM station. At this point, it's not called a pirate station anymore right? because it can't be. Uh, He's running an FM station, and they use the type, the decade where the music is coming from to relay messages to Joel and Tess whether they want to trade or not. Right. That's how they know whether they need to go to Bill's place or not, sneak out of the QZ, go to Bill's to exchange something. Right. Come back. Because
1: they don't want other people overhearing what they're doing and, you know. Right. And, right. And bring any attention right. to so where Bill is. It's
0: literally a coded message in just playing music. Right. Now, what's not mentioned here is obviously radio direction finding is a thing. And the fact that Bill's just transmitting radio, someone's going to show up. Right. And there's actually but like you're, a you're QZ telling me, me that
1: there's, uh, there's lines for ham radio operator.
0: Right. But if he's got a lot of stuff, there's still going to be raiders. Raiders know how to direction find. That's what the flamethrowers are for. Well, OK. But okay anyway if the 80s play any song from the 80s that's the message that something bad has happened at bill's compound Mm -hmm. and that was part of the hook from the end of the first episode that an 80s song starts playing Mm
1: -hmm. and again we're deep in spoiler territory it defaults to that
0: if he doesn't reset a timer right so again how prepared this guy is if he doesn't reset a certain timer It will play the 80s after like three weeks, just like nonstop. Mm -hmm. And that's supposed to tell Joel and Tess that something has happened. He hasn't reset the counter. Could be anything. He's hurt. He's dead. You know, whatever. Mm -hmm. In this case, they were dead. That was the whole point of it. Right. But man, it was uh, uh, the entire the first three episodes are all uniquely different. And they're all really, really good really good
1: not as good as the third episode though it and they cannot top it they can't they literally cannot top it yeah i don't know what they're gonna do that I, i think people are gonna be just jumping all over the preparedness bandwagon oh
0: yeah i now this is already on its path to be the best video game adaptation like ever yeah like all the actors are perfect uh, what's the guy, what's Joel's character? Who, who is Joel? I don't remember his, what the actor is. I don't know. From The Mandalorian. I don't know. Okay. I have to look it up. I Pedro mean, Pascal. And so I, mean, I, I apologize for not remembering.
1: The Last of Us is very much The Mandalorian. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <Just> shut up. <laughs> instead of Baby Yoda, he's got a little girl. He's got Ellie. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and instead of some kind of blaster, he has like a, a revolver. Yeah. Okay. And now he has a Chevy S10 instead of the yeah. the hunk of junk there you go. spaceship yet, which is a hunk of junk Chevy truck. There <laughs> you is go. Okay, it is the I, okay, I'm okay. I'm working. Yeah. I'm working. I, I get where you're coming from.
1: <laughs> they were like, "Who would be perfect to play this movie?" The guy who's already played the role. That's, That's yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Joel is more complex than the Mandalorian, but anyway, there's the the there's the the preparedness corner, and we're moving on. So the show topic, all right, today so today's discussion the show topic today is the topic of today's show is
4: gentlemen, let's get down to business.
1: Here we are.
0: All right. So the show topic today is we're going to talk about the concept of buy once, cry once. It's a big thing in ham radio, but before I go down that rabbit hole, I need to get a piece of news out there. We've talked about D expeditions in the past on this show, right? Yes. The concept of a bunch of hams go somewhere very remote.
1: A bunch of hams, Dixon.
0: Set up a bunch of antennas and try to make as as many contacts as they can before leaving, right?
1: We have
0: pretty much the most sought-after contact location, DX expedition coming up, aside from North Korea. So, actually, this is a legal place people can go. North Korea, it's not really legal to run ham radio. Bouvet Island. There is a DX expedition. The ship is literally right next to the island. While you're listening to this, it is possible that people are already offloading radio gear onto the island. Oh. This has not happened for a very long time, and it's definitely not happened to this level of magnitude. Bouvet Island is considered one of the most remote locations in our, on our planet. It is in the Atlantic Ocean, south of Africa. Actually, it's, it's kind of south of everything, if you think about it. Uh, it is the 3Y0J Bouvet Island D expedition If you want a little bit of background, we talked about it on Ham Nation this week. It is a very important D expedition I am likely going to do videos on it. I'm probably going to do a live stream. We're trying to make a contact with them. But here's the thing. Bouvet Island is so situated that the path to North America is very difficult. There are geographic mountain ranges and propagation issues that we will deal with if we want to make a contact with Bouvet. I am going to try to make FT8 contacts. I am not completely optimistic that will happen, but if I can, I am going to. We're going to post the link in the show notes, but it is 3Yankee0Juliet, 3Y0J.no. I encourage you all, if you want to go after a contact with Bouvet, that's fine, but please click on the Operations tab and get to know the bands of operation that they're going to be operating on and understand the DX Code of Conduct. And there is a link in, the, in their website to talk about it. It's very important. It's very important that you understand what split operation is. It's very important that you understand how to use fox and hound mode on FT8 if you want to do that. The most important thing that I will tell you all is you do not want to transmit on their transmitting frequency. It is the most important thing, the most fundamental thing, Please, this is a a rare, very rare opportunity that we have a bunch of hands so ambitious enough to attempt something like this. So please do the right thing, the respectful thing, and make sure you free the space for them, free the frequency, do not interfere on the frequency at all, and um, operate split appropriately second thing i will ask if you are so lucky to get one of these contacts which is kind of like a lifelong contact for a lot of people people have been wanting one of these for a very long time consider throwing them some money most of the d de- expeditions are funded i think over the tune of 50% from the hands that go on the journey they do get sponsors they do get equipment that is, that is shipped with them a lot of equipment gets destroyed particularly in something like this because of just the nature of the environment they're going into. Bouvet Island is a very inhospitable island. Nothing lives there, basically, particularly the time they're at right now. Um, At least that's my understanding. So just consider throwing them a couple of dollars because they deserve it. This is a Herculean effort. It has been attempted by many groups. The last one that was attempted got to the island and then had to turn back due to weather. They couldn't even oh no so this is a thing that has been you know attempted quite a bit now this is kind of like our world series of de-expeditions this is like a huge deal so uh appreciate everybody listening to me let that let me get that off my chest so let's talk about buy once cry once i've heard this so many times but i want to buy once cry once what is the buy once cry once of ham radio i want to buy the best there is within reason, within a budget. Remember, we always want to know what your budget is and try and work with that. I generally support this concept, buy once, cry once. Here's the thing. A lot of people are taking that concept of buy once, cry once to mean I need to pack all of the functionality into one radio. I am buying one radio to do all the things. And that's where this love of all-in-one radios comes from this buy once cry once i'd like to flip that on the head a little bit and say it's not necessarily that you need to buy once cry once it's that you just buy kind of like all the things one time if you want to do that and then you've cried and you've had the 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 cry and then you're done so i am not an advocate of all-in-one radios there are good all-in-one radios out there i'm not really saying anything against the all-in-one radios my fundamental issues with all-in-one radios is they're roughly the same size, so how do you expect to do all the things with an all-in-one radio and have it be really good at any of those things? As far as radios go, an all-in-one radio is kind of like a generalist. It, it does okay in, in kind of many, many things. And if you want just okay, hey, that's fine. Then this is this is for you. Buy once, cry once, go nuts. There's only a couple of radios that are that kind of radio, the Yesu 991 Alpha and the ICOM 7100 come to mind. There's also the now, no longer in production, Yesu FT-857, I think there's a couple more, but they escape me at this point that are a little bit more vintage. But I got an email, and I've already replied to this individual, but I like the email so much, I thought we would talk through a little bit of of it, and it kind of goes into this. I'm studying for my technician test, followed closely by General. I'm not concerned about passing, and I'm ready to soak up what I can. I'm 74, a retired Vermont music teacher.
3: So shout out Vermont.
0: Still active in the music scene. And in my previous life, I taught myself all about pro audio. Ham is just the next hurdle. So I already, I like the layout, Like like the friendly Vermont email. So appreciate that. Finally, to the point, I'd love your input reactions to any of this i've come to value your balanced approach and wisdom well thank you very much i appreciate that i intend to buy once cry once intending to set up a base station at home for hf and uhf vhf i'm buying right now just listen i'm, I'm buying right now just to listen and absorb good that's there's nothing wrong with that i also intend to get two ht units maybe later on perhaps a mobile. VHF uhf unit probably want to include digital especially with hf good i am a mac guy that's part of the reason why i clicked on his email and read it because he's a mac guy (laughs) i'm just i'm kidding i like all the operating systems we're at 1100 feet elevation with a repeater about four miles away very good four miles is fantastic you can you can throw your messages at it um I'm skipping ahead a little bit. Part of my interest in ham radio is to have options if, when, in the future, other forms of comms quit. I have two sons. I'm omitting their location. It might be nice to have a partial plan in place. I'll just go ahead and tell you that they're further away that you could do UH uh, VHF-UH with. So we broke down a couple of options for me, and I thought we would talk about them. Option one, two base units. One for HF like an IC7300, and something, like a 50-watt UHF VHF radio. Option two, one all-in-mode, or all-in-one all radio, like a Yesu FT991 to cover all bases. Option. So he gave me an option one and two, and now an A. Start with an HT, like a BF-F8HP, mostly for the 8-watt reach. And add another better HT later on, like a VX6R or an FT5DR, etc. <coughs> <laughs> we lost Leia, and she didn't click the button. Option B. <coughs> Leia, wow. <what? laughs> you're not yeah. even sick anymore, <laughs> you're coughing. I'm still sick. Okay. Option B. Move right into the VX6R, FTD, FT5DR, and buy uh, two, eventually. Under option one... What would fit as a VHF-UHF base station? Does any of this have any bearing if when I add a truck-based mobile unit? Or is there a unit that might move between base and truck? So option one is the two pieces. You have an HF component and then a VHF-UHF component. So my jam on the two-piece setup, HF as one piece and VHF-UHF as another piece, is that if one of the radios dies and if it was an all-in-one setup, well, then you're pretty much dead. Like a lot of those radios won't function if it's piece is out or whatnot. So in this case, 7300 being your HF radio and then having a VHF-UHF radio is spot on. The advantage too is that they can operate independently of each other, meaning while you are running HF, you can be also listening on VHF and UHF. And that's a nice thing. I do that myself. There are many instances where you want to do both of the things, and often the all-in-one radios can't do all of those things simultaneously. They must be HF, or they must be VHF, or they must be UHF, and they're not usually multi-channeled that they can be so independent and switch between them. It's changed some, but that's generally my thoughts, is that you want the radio to be separate my point of view hf needs to be its own thing and you should get a good radio for hf and so i gave him a couple of options of what i thought was a good radio in that place so i'm going to skip over option two i think i made my piece with mentioning all-in-ones again i'm not against all-in-ones it's just not my proclivity to put all my eggs in one basket so option a now he's talking about hts and going down the vhf uhf road He's asking if it's, if he should start with a Baofeng like a B8 BFF8HP. Now let me just say right up front, I have years ago I used to talk a lot about the B8 BFF8HP. It was an eight watt radio. It was like sixty bucks. It was at the time a very good Baofeng as far as Baofengs go. What's happened since then is that all the Baofengs have pretty much reached an equilibrium. And we don't need to necessarily go for the 8-watt version of the Baofeng. We don't gain a lot by getting the extra power output. Going from 4 watts to 8 watts is not that big of a difference, particularly when you're just on an HT, which are just not that effective transmitters to begin with, nor are they good receivers, particularly the the, the Chinese radios of the Baofeng. A variety, any of the types like that. Not fantastic receivers. We've already talked about how they suffer from overloading in certain cases, etc., etc. So if you're thinking about buying a Baofeng, just go buy an Amazon UV5R. Nothing fancier than just the bog standard UV5R. I don't know, 25 bucks, something along those lines. That's all you need to spend. So I told him. Just go right into the VX6R. The VX6R is a fantastic radio. It is a very good radio for many reasons. Now, here's where I'm gonna, you know, have a bit of egg on my face. It's kind of like an all in one radio, it does VHF, UHF, and also 220. Uh, that's a third band. What?
1: There's that egg. Yeah.
0: So it, it's a three band operation HT, plus it also has wide band receive capability. So the wideband receive capability lets you listen to things, you know, you can't transmit, but you can still use it in some kind of situation. The reason why I'm okay with this is that it's, it's really small. It's also really rugged. It is literally made from a hunk of metal that's all hogged out. I have nothing but uh, love and support for the VX6R. So if you step right into that radio and maybe get a, just go ahead and buy a cheap Baofeng and have it as your backup radio, boom, like right there. I, I think that's a, a fine way to go. And then he said, move right into the uh, option B was to move right into the VX6R, which I support. By the way, if you think you're going to like APRS, if you think APRS is your jam to not only have the capability to transmit in voice and digital voice modes with a radio, and you want that added capability potentially doing packet radio text messaging, and also beacon location, you don't have to do beaconing if you don't want to to protect your location or where you're at, then yeah, the FT5DR is probably um, the radio I would tell you to go look at, particularly if you're going to need something a little bit more rugged and outdoor-friendly. Now, with that said, the VX6R is a more rugged radio than the FT5DR, from my point of view, my opinion. So if you want rugged you want simple, but you want a lot of capabilities, including a band that the FT5 doesn't have. The x 6 r is a really good buy. It's like 250 bucks. It's It's not that bad. It's a step over the FT60, but uh, at the end of the day, I'd probably go with the VX6R. There's a couple reasons why I would go with the FT60, but that's for another episode.
1: Oh, man.
0: Yeah, we'll have to talk about that another time. And then uh, under option one, what would fit as a UHF VHF base station? So this was a bit harder for me because there's really only one really good comparable uh, VHF UHF only base station, and that's the ICOM 9700 at this time. It covers a multitude of bands, but it's not a wideband receive radio. It covers those bands that it can do, but it won't do a lot outside of those bands. From a from a uh, receiving point of view, it actually kind of skips and jumps around a little bit. Not completely, but there are some areas that it can't listen to. Uh, it's also really good for satellite operators in in some cases the the ninety seven hundred, but it may not be the radio you need in most situations as a base station. I pointed him to the ICOM twenty seven thirty A, a very easy to use analog mobile radio with a detachable face. It's the radio that I use for two meter simplex like all the time when I'm at home. Very good radio, it's never never done me wrong at all. If you wanted a digital voice, and there are a couple of routes you can go. You can go with the ICOM ID 5100 if you want to do D-Star. You can no longer go with the Yesu FTM 400. That has been discontinued. So you likely have to look at something like the FTM 300 or the FTM 200. If you got the scratch, I would say go with the 300 over the 200. It gives you full uh, dual radio control, meaning there's an A channel and B channel, and they are independent and discrete transmitter receivers, which is nice. So yeah, um, consider that as you think about it. Bay Station, VHF, UHF radios, the best ones you're going to have to look back in time a little bit. Perhaps get lucky at a ham fest. Maybe I'll get lucky at a ham fest next week. Excuse me? So uh, that's about what I would say on that.
1: So there you go. Are you talking about going to a ham fest and getting lucky?
0: (coughs) With a radio. Finding a radio.
1: Mm. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. That was not what I meant. Yeah. Guess who's not going I mean. (laughs) Guess who's. Guess who's uh, not going?
0: You, you know, like, <laughs> you, you know, it's like, I, I don't know what it is, the, the, the TikToks or whatever. And like, oh, yeah, he's never going to cheat on me. Look at him. And then you just show me in the ham shack, futs it around with radios mm. or whatever. That is, uh, that's what I meant by get lucky, like finding a radio. Mm,
1: is that what you meant? I, that's what
0: I meant. Huh. That was, that did not come across appropriately. Yeah. I mean radios, of mm-hmm. course. So. Sure Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. That's why I'm at Okay, okay.
7: <laughs> What's happening? The staircase has changed Remember? Let's go this way
3: Before the staircase moves again
0: And it is time We have left the show topic. Thank you so much for listening. And we are moving right into the email correspondence tower. This is your chance to talk to us via email. But we got a couple of buildings on the side of the tower. The first one is the physical mail depot. Is that what we're calling it? Physical mail depot. I think that's where we landed on. Leia, I, uh, um, I realized some things. Yeah. The, the first is that I uh, I have gotten considerable amounts of mail. Some of that mail has gotten collected into piles it shouldn't have been collected into. Oh, no. Particularly that of my QSL cards, which is a growing pile that I've been neglecting for far too long. So we have a bit of a catch-up episode to do here. (laughs) Some of these might not be timed appropriately, but uh, we're going to start with—this is a recent one. Um, This is from—well, I'll just open it up here. This is from Chris— This is W6YBW, and he writes the following. Thought you'd enjoy these as you are also a fountain pen person. This is Bayside Blue. It's my favorite of the blue inks. Original formula from the 1940s. Be careful with it. It does stain some plastics, though. Uh, Look at the... Sample vials, this is written in Bay State Blue. Premier Blue Velvet. Oh, Blue Velvet. Have you ever watched Blue Velvet? Yes. Did I make you watch it?
1: Uh we watched it
0: We watched it together, right?
1: Uh at Will's. Blue Velvet? We had a whole blue velvet party.
0: No. Yes. Are you was it Pink Flamingos?
1: Oh, was it Pink Flamingos? Blue Velvet's the one with uh, Twin Peaks guy.
0: Dennis Hopper's the villain guy. Uh, It was Blue Velvet themed?
1: I think we watched both.
0: Well, that's really weird that I showed up dressed as Divine. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, This is Premier Blue Velvet is another nice blue. Very Doctor Who TARDIS blue. Sorry, didn't have an empty pen to use for blue velvet. So you will have to try it yourself. And yes, I got two sample vials. Look at this, Leah. Vacuum-packed sample vials of fountain pen ink. Wow. So I'm quite excited to try that out. So So excited! Thank you so much, Chris, for that. And, uh, okay, let me me move along here. And thank you for sending that. I I do appreciate it. Oh, and I, I should mention, too, um, for everybody, I don't know if you if you caught this, but we now have patches at thehamtactical.com.
1: Ah, uh, and I have fixed shipping.
0: Yes. So not only do we have patches, but they are now affordable to ship to you. And everyone who bought a patch, Leia has contacted or will attempt to contact.
1: I emailed everyone who bought a patch before to, the shipping fix.
0: To refund you money appropriately because we found a better way. So, Leia, you are fantastic. That was a lot of work to go back.
1: Oh, it's going to take so much time to ship all of these
0: yeah, things. Yeah, so but, there's a lot yeah. of patches, but they're there. Hamtactical.com, and we thank you for the support. This is from Matt.
1: Hey, Josh and Leah,
0: I want to start with saying that I sincerely hope your family was not touched directly by the mass shootings on Lunar New Year. I have had family involved in two mass shootings, one which was Las Vegas. And my family has been fortunate that while they were there to witness and have to flee for their safety, neither was harmed physically. Wow, that's uh, very scary. We were not anywhere near what happened uh, for Lunar New Year we were at home, partying, but at home. On a lighter note, Josh, I have included in this envelope uh, a small part that I got from DigiKey. It is a humble, spring-loaded button. I added one to my Link 3 and it works well. No more accidental powering up. A dab of super glue and it was on forever. I understand if you don't want to attach, you, uh, attach it to yours because the bulk, or it just isn't what you want. It was one only a couple of bucks, so no big deal. And that's from Matt K7YEG. P.S. Not allergic to bees, but I am allergic to rattlesnakes and scorpions. So there you go. Oh man. And yes, it's it's a little um, flip top cover like you would get on a little button for a like a plane. A fighter plane or something along those lines. So very good. All right. I think yeah, I've got another one here. And and by the way, I'm I think we've read some of these, so I'm gonna separate some, but I did get a letter. Josh and Leia, you were and, and I don't know how far back we go here. So let me just say for everybody that we we're <laughs> I'm a little so late. Sorry, on. everyone. Um I this is all me. I apologize. It is totally my fault. So I'll just say that right up front. You were kind enough to give me a shout-out on the show for getting my che- my tech, and I look forward to hearing that buzzer for my general as well. Uh, in time, in true Elmer fashion, my dad has set me up with an FT-897 on long-term loan. All I need is a power supply and an antenna, maybe an antenna tuner, and I will be ready for... Uh, Oh, ready to fling myself into the abyss. That is HF Radio. I look forward to working POTA and becoming more active with my local Aries outfit. I'm torn on what to use for an antenna here in the house. I'm between a long wire like a Chameleon MCOM 3 or an interesting homebrew setup that I saw posted in a local ham Facebook group. It's it's essentially a butterfly terminated dipole that runs the entire perimeter of the house on the eaves. As our as our leading antenna guru, I would be very interested in uh, to hear your thoughts. And this is uh, let's see, this is keep up the amazing work. Your 40k reading fountain pen writing ride or die one x crew that's not allergic to bees and that's k-i-5-s-h-y p.s hey josh hail yourself oh hail you (laughs) so also a last house uh last house on the left last podcast on the left listener so thank you very much i apologize if i didn't read this i I don't know how long we were sitting on this because it got mixed in with my QSL cards. Oh, man. So I very much apologize. I can't say that enough. I'm very sorry. I got my mail all screwed up. So here's the thing. Um, the MCOM 3 is going to likely get you higher up in the air, get you a little bit away from the home, and that's likely going to yield a quieter noise floor and likely better contacts. The Butterfly Eaves antenna is something that you would look at if um, you were doing something for convenience. Is kind of my point of view on that one. So that's where I would I would take that. Okay. Okay. Hope that helped.
1: What a great explanation.
0: Yes. All right. This is from K5RWT Bob. Thank you, Bob. Josh, I enjoy your shows tremendously and I've learned a lot. I thought I already that I thought I already knew. Wow, that's well, thank you. However, it seems we are always subject to learning in the school of hard knocks as well. Today, a radio I had purchased about 60 days ago refused to start up. Since I had been working to install it in a go box, I assumed that I had unintentionally damaged the unit. I had purchased the radio from BridgeCom Systems through Amazon, so I contacted those two firms trying to arrange repairs of my system. Wow, I got blindsided, learning the hard way that neither firm expected to be contacted for repairs. I asked for their support divisions, and in both cases, I got an automatic runaround. Finding myself at the beginning of my efforts with without success, I asked to return it to Amazon. First answer was no. It was beyond their 30-day
1: return. I would just oh. call them. Yeah. I it. would call Or Amazon. get on the chat. Yeah, Amazon usually pretty good mm-hmm. once you contact someone. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, once you get past the robots, then you're pretty good. After some delay and the opportunity to talk to almost everybody else in the community, I reached a person on their chat system. After explaining my dilemma, the person disappeared and I received a message that I would be able to start over again. Oh, my gosh. After further shuffling around, it became obvious that they had no idea what to do with someone who wanted to arrange repairs for something that they purchased on Amazon. So you should just send it back. My chat decided to make a one-time exception for their 30-day rule and allow me to return the radio. Good. He confirmed all of this in an email indicating that his generous offer included a significant dollar penalty. Pay for their generous exception. I will not continue here because this is not intended to be sour grapes message. Rather, I wanted to bring to your attention and to your viewers that arranging repairs on a system is no longer a simple matter. At this point, I still do not know if my system will be fixed, but I do know that future pur- purchases will follow a robust grilling of the salesperson <laughs> to be sure that I can easily have my system repaired if needed. Josh, as it happens, this was a Shegu radio, and they do mm. not have a U.S. presence. That, I was told, is not the case. They're
1: There are Shegu distributors.
0: Right, but I was told the repair facility is in Reno, Nevada.
1: Oh, so I, you could just take it straight to Reno. We
0: well, can ship it, but gamble. Uh, right. I doubt this would happen with radios that were manufactured in Japan and certainly within the US, but it should not have happened in any case. Thanks for listening, Josh. Perhaps it I should have called you first. Please let your many viewers know if this is a real problem so they won't spend a day wasted trying to get their sick equipment repaired. Keep up the good work. You have made a significant impact on ham radio. And I think that you have brought many new hands to the table. Even some of his old guys. Well, thank you. P.S. I'm 81. Got my novice license in 1982 and didn't get my technician until 2011. And my general a few years later. I still can't receive code of 15 words per minute, but I'm about to start working on that as well. Hey, is the dairy still operating in Cerritos? No. The dairy the dairy that was by the Insight Shooting Range is gone.
1: It is gone, gone, torn down. I think it's going to be a housing complex. Yeah, it was wild. Yeah, it's gone. So for anybody who doesn't know, there is an affordable housing initiative um, that is requiring cities all across the state mm-hmm. to implement affordable and mid-income housing. Yes. So in our small uh, maybe relatively, but we're in a suburb, there's only about 50,000 residents. Yes. Our city is tasked with almost 2,000 additional dwelling units to meet this need. So I can't even imagine what it looks like for bigger cities in the state of which there are many. Mhm. Right? Uh, so that dairy is probably going to meet Artesia's need because that's technically Artesia, uh-huh. a city that uh, you guys might really like this. Uh, Cerritos. No one's gonna like this. Just, a lot of people are gonna I'm like kidding, it. I'm the people who wanted to stay unincorporated and not be absorbed by Cerritos mm-hmm. basically created their own city. That is surrounded on three sides by Cerritos.
0: That's Artesia?
1: Yes. Really? Cerritos is like, uh, you know how we talk about New Hampshire? Yeah. Artesia is like live free or die. They have...
0: By drowning in the Artesian wells.
1: <laughs> they have very little uh, restrictions on what they can do on their properties.
0: They can do fireworks, can't they?
1: Artesia can do fireworks. hmm it's also where Little India is.
0: Yeah. One of our favorite places yeah. to go. So, <coughs> oh, I didn't push the button. I apologize.
1: They can also paint their houses pretty much whatever color they want.
0: Yeah. Like, and, then, and, they, and they explore the space.
1: Everything that makes Cerritos feel like you're living under an HOA doesn't exist in Artesia.
0: It's literally the antithesis. You know? Yeah. Yeah so this is how bad i was this is the last one and this this goes back and deepest of apologies to everyone and and there there is an apology very much due on this one so it says to humans who do the podcast thing on the envelope hello again podcast people this is shammy s zero ck again do you remember shammy
1: shammy with the polaroids very colorful writing but
0: with the polaroids Yes. So we have we have a couple of Polaroids that were sent sent to us. You're gonna love this first sentence, Leah. Let me just kick this one off. Okay. Last week, me and the crew were at hamvention.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: This letter got buried. So I apologize. We got excited Josh, about what the is hope happening. I this is the last one, so I didn't screw up that badly. But I have okay, to...
1: I'm not responsible for this part of shit Shammy, This is it.
0: all me. Leia has no responsibility in this. I apologize if you're even still listening. The just they spent the time to read this and we didn't read it. I feel very bad. Uh, you did spell my name wrong though. My last name. <laughs> it's okay. We got excited about the Hope Hotel nightly pizza party. BFF California uh, resist Tina. F-U-4-W, okay? And I showed, and these are kind of funky call signs. I I think you all get that. And I showed up Friday night to introduce ourselves. We sat there for a couple hours. Where was the pizza? Where were the tube sockers? We asked other people who were present, and they were just as confused. Suddenly, another attendee saw a schedule posted outside the bar saying the pizza party was not until 11 p.m.? That is not the impression a lot of people got from all the tube sock videos and the contest <laughs> super sweet website. 11 p.m. Really? <laughs> Why not put that on the main page? As that seemed to be uh, the main marketing attraction. Friendly request to people involved in coordinating to this event: Can you please make it a little more clear next year? As to what incarnation is going on at this event, are these seminars posted at night for free? Why did people publicize <laughs> to come down and join us at 7 p.m.? Lots of confusion for our small sock brains. The night was not lost, though. We ended up going to an underground sock club called The Lint. The Attached lint. is a photo of all four of us doing a bleach and fabric softener shots. We know it was a good night as California woke up blind the next morning. Shammy's a sock. We called Daredevil for two days until he got his sight back. <laughs> oh, we called him Daredevil. Question Why not Pactor? HRCC tried software based VARA and VARAC, RDOP, ALE, and other experimental programs slowly being developed for people who love the hobby. We love the knowledge HRC provided on these programs. We tried them all, and we all agree this is an important part of the hobby. Well, thank you. As in many tube sock videos, <laughs> <it>
3: just <laughs> really cracks me up, tube
0: sock. <laughs> these often do not work on all rigs and have varying results, as they are still in ongoing beta. If you are an MCOM enthusiast or listen to the preparedness corner and are in the when all else fails mindset, you do need a hardware device. Now, I should say, Leia. Yes. Pactor. Pactor is literally a modem, like it's a physical beige box that you connect to your radio. Okay. They started about, I think they go about $1,000 to $1200? What? For a modem? What? Yeah, Packtor modems are not cheap. They're fantastic and 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 they continue. Uh Shammy continues. The SCS Pactor DR7400 runs for about 1498 at the Ham Radio outlet and you can go to fairferralon.com to order cables for your rig. SCS has their own software but the joy of Packtor has stable but in support of Winlink the devices are tried and true mariners or mariners jesus uh sailboat enthusiasts and government agencies all over the world use this modem to connect globally in all environments and potentially shtf scenarios for decades another great addition is their newest firmware supports ale so it is a two-for-one purchase it just works people complain about the cost How much do we spend on handhelds and the latest QRP rigs? It's like how hams will get a $2,000 rig and then spend pennies on the cheap connectors and cables. Uh, Once you go Paktor, you never go back and forget these other software-based programs. Thoughts? Uh, I think, Shammy, that I am—by the way, again, I apologize— you you took the time to write this and you sent me some pictures and they're literally, did you see this is them at the, uh, this is the, the the nightclub they went to?
1: That looks like. With their like...
0: bleach and uh, fabric softener shots. Wow. Yeah. And. That looks is... like
1: a wooly good time. Oh, <laughs> I see what you did there. That's
0: very good. I think I might contact some of my friends at some of the retailers to potentially get my hands on a pactor modem and i'll try it out and let you know but um i don't disagree with where you're coming from so thank you very much okay last one this is a a physical mail an actual box josh thank you for spreading all
1: physical mail i don't
0: know well yeah i mean yes you're right Thank you for spreading the word for Radio Mail. I did a video for Radio Mail. I appreciate what you do for the ham community. Hope you'll enjoy these goodies from Hawaii. And this is from George. Uh, Whiskey Henry 6 Alpha Zulu. Okay. Leia. Let's see. Right off the top here. Why don't you... Here, I'll I'll, I'll throw a, a knife cut on this, and then you can open this one up because I think I know what this is. So best if you open oh, it.
1: I do love physical mail. There you go. It's a hot sauce. <laughs> it's it's a hot sauce. Thank you so much. Hawaiian chili pepper sauce. You cut through this label. <gasps> I cut through the I... label. I thought it was screen printed on there. No, you cut through this label, and I will never forgive you.
0: Now it's now it's unedible.
1: Un uneditable. <gasps> Grun!
0: Granola Hawaiian Hawaii. granola.
1: <sighs> All of these things are so exciting. Thank you now, so much. Now, this nice. is
0: for me, though. Ooh. This is Ma- Malokai. Malokai Estate 100% Malokai Coffee, the Midnight Roast. This is a 1.5-pound bag, vacuum-sealed, whole bean. I think it's whole bean. I'm pretty sure it is. You can usually tell. It's kind of crunchy. Coffee. I am uh, a... <gasps>
1: This is good. This is actually hot.
0: I, I like Kona coffee, and I spoke to George's. I don't know if your name is George or George S, because he put an N, an S at the end of George. Is it George S? How would you pronounce that? I, I don't know. Well, you tell is me. Is
1: it French? Uh,
0: yeah, probably. Maybe. I don't know. I'll have to bug you on uh
1: This is so generous. Thank you so This is the most full bag of granola It, it is a I've packed bag seen. of
0: granola. All right, I'm trying the hot sauce.
1: It's tropical. Like, that's actually the flavor. This granola is delicious. I need some yogurt right now.
0: This is like um, if Tabasco was actually spicy.
1: So good. It's really good. You hit all of the things.
0: I thought this um, immediately what came to mind is eating this with some eggs. This. I'm like, immediately this hot sauce. Very good. Thank you.
1: Anahola granola? Anahola granola. It Ooh. is a delicious combination of macadamia nuts, sun-ripened Ooh. papaya, juicy pineapple, sweet coconut, whole grain oats, nutritious seeds, and fragrant Hawaiian honey. Oh, Ooh. It's very good.
0: I am a big fan Thank of granola. Thank you so
1: much. This is Increíble, which has nothing to do with Hawaii, but... It's really good. It's not too sweet.
0: I was, Oh, my God.
1: Fantastic. Well, I
0: was crunching on it. I was waiting for later to say that. It is not too sweet, but it is very good. I would eat that with some plain Greek yogurt. Fantastic. That would be really good.
1: Oh, You made our day. Thank you so much.
0: Well, thank you, everybody, for, for sending all that stuff. And I, I apologize to everybody who got mixed in with the QSL cards. I have resorted all the QSL cards, and I'm hopefully going to knock those out at some point. I don't know if it's going to happen before hamcation, but I've put them like promptly in my workspace to remind myself that I can't put it off any longer cuz I think I got a couple of envelopes from the bureau meaning they're international QSL <laughs> cards that I need to You're do. You're bad at this. I am, I'm so bad. I apologize. <laughs> I got I got called out for not like uploading my POTA contacts from uh like the Thomas Mountain trip. Shame on you. I'm bad. I'm really bad. I apologize everybody. No offense to any of you but sweet sweet time is always uh, always against me. All right, so that means we're closing the physical mail annex and we're moving into the, no, the, the physical mail depot, closing the doors, walking, walking, walking. Now we are at the voicemail annex. So here we are. Leah, give them that phone number if they'd like to voicemail us instead of sending us an email.
1: That's 562-334-2389. Excellent. And away we go. Hi,
6: Josh and Leah. Uh, So I hear all this talk about uh, first winter, second winter, all that stuff. And in Arizona, it's a little bit different. We have only one winter, uh, but we have two springs. So we have a spring, a summer, a winter that usually only lasts about two weeks, although this this year has uh, lasted a month already. And then we go into a second spring. Or, oh. wait a minute. No, I messed that up. I was going to say. Uh, spring, summer, summer spring, winter. winter. Yeah, no fall. Oh, so Anyways, no fall. That's okay. how that goes. And uh, yeah, Texans, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to fire a shot across the bow. They are, they love their state and all that stuff, but we know they don't have very good taste, but <laughs> they think that dog food they serve at what a burger is good stuff. Wow. I mean, like, yeah, There's something
3: wrong with that. Shots fired. Anyways, out K seven yg Oh my he's shot wow. fired he, and, and I'm
0: then out. Bounce and then he was like, I'm out. I can't I can't fire that was not hey. a shot across the bow. That was literally a torpedo to the hull.
1: did you know
0: of the USS That if Texas. you
1: give your call sign out, people know how to reach you. <laughs>
0: you're gonna get a whataburger tray through your windshield
1: uh well thank you for inciting riots
0: (laughs) (laughs) have you been to a whataburger
1: uh yes i have
0: have you sat down in the establishment and ate
1: Mm, yeah
0: whataburger right when they bring you the food did they have their tray that they were holding
1: uh i don't remember i think i was drunk (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay so when you eat at a whataburger they bring you the food like what happens at a carl's jr or hardy's or whatever okay right? but when they bring you the food out they're holding they have a different tray like a employee tray and on the tray is all their sauces what so they can just load you up with the sauces you want right there oh yeah no it, it's a it's a good experience and they're they're very nice i've never had a bad wood a burger experience i am also like i will critique fast food but at the end of the day it's like always like it's fast food it's all bad for you but pretty good Do you
1: think that the whopper is better than the quarter pounder though
0: i do like the quarter pounder deluxe oh. but i think that generally the flame whatever burger tastes better
1: than Mm, the mcdonald's you can really taste the flames you well you can taste something (laughs) different it
0: could be a spray they spray on it for all i know but it tastes different it's liquid smoke it's it's a light misting of liquid
1: smoke we have a friend that owns a barbecue restaurant okay
0: yes like proper barbecue actual good good food
3: yeah
1: and then we have another friend who hired our other friend. They are also friends. This is a friend group, if you will.
0: It's a friend triangle at this point. Three friends right. there's, connected. There's many,
1: many more friends in the mm-hmm. group. But this friend hired the barbecue friend.
0: Barbecue. We will refer to him as barbecue friend.
1: For a catering job. Okay. That friend. Barbecue
0: friend or the friend who.
1: The friend who hired. Who hired paid to hire barbecue okay. friend.
0: This is uh Customer friend.
1: Right, customer friend. Okay. Proceeds to, at our house for a Mm get-together, I think it might have been like Christmas or something like that, and started to say that barbecue friend doesn't actually smoke his meats, that he uses liquid smoke, and the telltale sign is that his smoke ring is wrong.
0: That is not the telltale sign.
1: And I'm like, how does one get a smoke ring without smoking it? <laughs> like, do you smoke a lot of meats, customer friend? <laughs> like, he's like, well, you can just tell because like if it's really smoked, then the the ring, mm-hmm. like um, it's it's like a certain color. Mm-hmm. But then this was not that color. And. I'm like, but why would there be a smoke ring? Any There kind is of ring. no smoke.
0: <laughs> like any kind of smoke ring. Not the depth necessarily. Just any kind.
1: And that's how you know these bros ain't loyal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he, as a person, he is very confident in the positions he holds.
1: Even if they're totally wrong. Like,
0: v- he is a very confident man. Like very confident
1: who reminds me of when somebody told me that ben acts overconfident about knowing so many things mm-hmm. because he's so insecure about not knowing things somebody told you that yes. who told you that it was a good friend just like we were talking about our kids strengths and shortcomings
0: a good friend that yeah, one of your very good friends. Yes. yes okay. Yeah. yeah. I, okay. It
1: came okay. from nothing but love. Right. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then
0: she's she, not necessarily wrong.
1: And then when she told me that, I thought about customer friend.
0: <laughs> when I think about customer friend, I think about uh, possibly sequin jeans.
1: Possibly sequin jeans. Possibly adds up. Adds yep. up. The the confidence that only that. Yes. Sequin Someone jeans who would wear sequin jeans give you. Yes. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, uh Texas, I just want you to know we have no control over what people say on our voicemail. Okay.
0: <laughs> you got no beef with us. We I we represent California right now. <laughs> yeah. We have got no beef.
1: Like we sheepishly Represent California. <laughs> like, mean... as people who are fully aware of California's shortcomings. Yeah, we're, we're... But also, California forever and goodbye. <laughs>
0: goodbye. <laughs> yeah. We're very objective, but also. Yes.
1: <laughs> All right. Now, Hello, on
6: Hello, to... HRCC uh, voicemail net. This is Alabama Andrew. Calling. Alabama um, Andrew! There's a preamble to my email that y'all will see later on because I was a dummy and forgot to include this in there. But hey, Leah, you sound like you're doing really good on the general questions. You're getting a little bit better each time. And especially when you speed run, you seem to be doing better. So I'm really curious, would you happen to want to do a segment where you just speed run the whole test? And then you can see how really well you do. Hey, you never know. You might actually kick its butt and um, pass it. But I'm so sorry, all. Andrew. Um, you'll get to my email later. I'm sorry for how long it is, but uh, 73. I hope you'll have a wonderful rest of the podcast.
1: Hey, thank you Bye. so much. The Alabama beautiful, Andrew the beautiful optimism, not keeping track,
0: <laughs> The beautiful optimism in that young man's voice to be crushed <laughs> by the realities of what Leia had accomplished earlier.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you so much uh and you know what i know that alabama andrew has to be an eternal optimist oh has to be just the most positive of guys yeah yeah mm-hmm. so and thank you for rubbing a little bit of that off on me
0: and i, I will say shout out to the white barbecue sauce i will
1: <laughs> i will uh, i big fan i will take your rose tinted glasses any day <laughs>
5: yes yeah Hey, Josh and Leia, Pam Solo, K-0-F-Y-R, K-FIRE. K-fire. Just wanted to give you an update of what I've been doing over the last uh, month or so since uh, the holidays. Uh, did a new beginnings activation at the beginning of the year, the first few days. Uh, actually, I think I went out on the uh, on New Year's Day. Nice. Uh, I did participate in my first DE session as a volunteer examiner. Oh, Got that under my belt, too. Uh, Wanted to start doing uh, working on my CW chops like Josh, and so I joined, became a life member of the Long Island CW Club, and I should be starting Carousel Two coming up pretty soon. So been knocking that out. That takes a a while, as you know. Uh, Did participate in Winter Field Day. Actually, it was only myself and two others uh, that were there because we were sitting in uh, several inches of snow. Have several uh, inches, but got the. Winter field day uh, under the belt as well. And now I have just activated Rhode Island, Parks on the Air. <gasps> Congratulations. And so came out here That's for uh, work, a very doing a little small stuff state. over in Boston.
0: Did you, they Took run you out little, with guns?
5: 50-minute uh, drive uh, south and uh, just got a Parks on the Air in Rhode Island activation. About wow. 21 contacts cool. in 20 minutes running Whoa. 5 watts QRP, except for an Italian station who was my first contact. So I did the Italian station on 10 watts, and then the other 20 were on 5 watts. And so uh, 21 to 20 minutes, that's pretty awesome. (laughs) So uh, next up uh, should be uh, Kansas, another state that doesn't have any summits, just like Rhode Island. So I should be doing Kansas uh, right after the weekend. And then uh, after that, I think I got a summit and a park in Illinois that will probably happen within the span of about another week. And so, just wanted to give you a heads up what I've been doing. This Ham Solo K zero F Y R seventy three. That is pretty cool.
1: Spreading ham across the states.
0: Just sliced ham everywhere. <laughs> just slicing <laughs> that ham.
1: Wouldn't Remember? it be amazing yeah. if somebody gave you QSL cards made of ham?
0: Just <laughs> like, printed on ham, yeah. <laughs> dried out ham that they print. They ran through some kind of printer. <laughs> that would be pretty good. Okay. Do you remember our email that we got about, like, how we just don't understand Long Island? Yeah. Or is it Rhode Island? I think that's Rhode Island. Is what? it Rhode Island?
1: I thought we were talking about Long Island.
0: No, he activated Long Island. He
1: activated Rhode Island.
0: Okay. It, it's Rhode Island then, right? Where we just don't understand the people in Rhode Island? N- that they'll, they'll run you out of town if you try and set up an antenna in your house?
1: <gasps> is that that state?
0: That's what it is, right? Am I? Am I? It's not Long Island. Long Island's. Pretty it
1: was New York. the one where, like, there was a massive plot of land and nowhere to put an
0: antenna. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like they'd run you out with shotguns if you tried to set up an antenna. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah. That was that was like a couple of years ago.
1: They're not living free.
0: No. Yeah. They're not the New Hampshire of of That's
1: islands. That's a whole state of HOAs. <laughs> it's all Karens. All right, always happy to hear about your adventures out there, K-Fire.
0: Hemp Solo's like, I got 21 minutes because that's where the guns come out. I got <laughs> to make all the contacts possible. I got to get on the road. They're going to shoot at me.
1: All right, here we
4: go. Hey, Leah, Josh, boys, and Emily. It's Russ, k 5 g and Hey! call in, say hello, check into this, this- HRCC voicemail and that everybody talks about um it's a balmy 14 degrees here at so i'm actually wearing <laughs> that that a one. down jacket in my house so uh, because the wind is so high at the moment um but i'm um, just came back into a little bit of uh, hf right now um after returning from the caribbean uh, my family and i went to uh uh the Dominican
1: Okay. First of all, I saw the pictures from Russ's Caribbean trip. I have to <laughs> make a stop. Russ has such a beautiful family, but his wife is especially adorable. Oh. Very lucky man. Oh okay. very lucky
4: man.
0: Are there pictures later?
4: for a little bit of a week okay. vacation celebrating so my little boy's birthday. But Happy uh everyone doing well. Um Doing some FT8 right now, trying to get a hold of Japan on uh, 12 meters. Anyways, um, that's about it from here. I'm staying warm. Hope you all are staying warm. Oh, and just so we're clear, the driving capabilities of Vermont varies by the uh, location. Oh, so southern Vermont is more. uh, I'd say. Wet with rain versus the white stuff that, uh, say, Mount Washington and New Hampshire get. Um, but we still know how to drive snow up, or drive in the winter up here, up in, up in this snow stuff. Um, Hi-hi, Nate. We all know how to drive <laughs> snow. Because Nate's in southern Vermont, Are we getting
0: okay. north and south aggression in Vermont? Oh, my
1: God. So many shots are being fired There's right so now. So many shots. I've got a duck. It's going to be friendly fire.
0: I don't want to get caught in the podcast crossfire.
1: <laughs> well, so glad I, I love when I
0: love when like a, a winter state, like a northern state, uh-huh. is like it's more wet down south.
1: <laughs> it's 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 just a little wetter. It's like cold right now in California.
0: It's uh, it's it's fifty degrees outside.
1: Oh, see, that's wool. <laughs> I'm gonna to have to put on a jacket. <laughs> That's...
0: I won't say anything.
2: Hey, Leo, Josh, this is Edward R-R-Y. Hey, Edward. Hope you're having a wonderful week. I just wanted to uh, thank you for playing my voicemail. Uh, yes, I think sir. you misunderstood when I said double parked, as uh, parked as in the opposite to drive. Kind of, uh, I think the real term is when a vehicle is parked next to another vehicle. So um, they're oh. you know, on the side of a road. Yeah, yeah we got that. Uh, yeah. I want to mention that and I guess a quick uh, new item
3: for Britishism and Americanism,
2: <laughs> the sign for peace, a peace symbol. Um, something that just kind of shocked me when I first moved here and, and still today is when I see kind of kids graduating and they're putting up their two fingers. To indicate peace
3: okay
0: now we gotta talk about
2: this the peace symbol i've always known it's kind of the hippie era where the palm is facing out out but if you turn that around and the back of that palm back of the hand is facing out that is actually sticking them uh, the sticking finger. that middle finger up in england or the equivalent
0: no close so together.
2: in england if you want to swear at someone give them the bird um you stick your middle finger up we know you're being offensive but we also know you, you, you must be a tourist, <laughs> you know, from around those parts. But if you stick up both fingers, that is straight up. You're about to get into a, a bit of a Barney rubble, a bit of a fight. Do you start get into some trouble? If they, a Barney? You know, a Barney, 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 Barney rubble. Goes. Okay, yeah. Um, and I believe the rumor has it, it dates back to archers. Yes. When they were caught by the I've French. I've heard this too. The French would chop off their two fingers. Yes. So back in the day, to show... Uh, Disrespect, you stick up your two fingers to show that you still have your Gorgeous. your fingers I'll, there.
0: I'll
2: anyway, love the podcast; keeps me entertained. Uh, hope you have a great week ahead of you. I hope you enjoyed uh, Winter Build Day, and I'll look forward to your next release. Okay. This is K E three R R Y. Back to net.
1: I, I'm Edward. I'm this so is quickly becoming one of my favorite. Edward, segments. Edward, I'm so excited I, to get to talk about medieval just...
0: weaponry for a second, and and a bow is a very simple one, but the English long bowman. He's talking yes. about archery. Oh. The long bowman was one of the most capable of a person you could put on a battlefield. Mm. We're talking 75 pound to over 100 pound draw weight on these bows. Wow. And they would pull them with two fingers they're pointer finger and middle finger and draw them back and fire and it'd be a loft style that they'd loft them over and they were highly accurate with where they would put the arrows so the the flipping off right in uh-huh. in the UK is it's it's not just like a i put out my middle finger and thrust it at you like we do in the states uh-huh. it's almost a turning of the wrist and an upward thrust of the backhand of your of your hand, the okay. back side of your hand with two fingers. Okay. Generally closely together. Not like we would do with the peace sign, which is spread apart, you know yeah, like a like this. Yeah. Like like literally kind of side by side, you get the point, kind of thing. And that is supposed like to be like shove off? Yeah, like you give it a shove-off kind of thing, like a shove-off. I don't know that the the wrist manipulation is as important as the putting out of the two fingers. Okay. But the the origin of this is that the the Franks or you know whatever, the French, pre-France or whatever, would – if they got a prisoner, they would –
1: Pre-France?
0: Well, the Franks – okay, I don't want to get into all this. (laughs) This goes – you got to go listen to Dan Carlin's podcast if you want to know more about this. But – when you when you get to a situation where you're taking a a captive, someone who's lightly armored is likely going to be a pikesman or a longbow mm. user. And if it's a pikesman, then you, you kinda know because they're gonna be closely adjacent to a pike, And so there were multiple situations, again, historically, we don't really know the the factual relevance of a lot of this. But the hearsay around it was that a lot of archers would throw down bows and pick up a sword Mm. to appear as though they were just some kind of light troop to not come across as a longbowman. Because if you were, you were almost like the sniper, of that day ah. it was almost an unfair advantage that the english longbows had against many many forces at that time and so when you were captured and you were considered to be a long bowman they would they would cut off your mm. your pointer finger and your so middle that finger you may never arch are dropping fin- so you can no longer arch there could be no more archering anyway we don't know that that's necessarily true but it's kind of like where where does ham like the what is ham radio? Where does that word come from? Mm-hmm. It's almost lost to antiquity, um, on what the true origin of it is, which I was always found fascinating.
3: Mm.
0: Odd, uh, odd, odd connection here. You remember Tex Grebner? Yes. Tex Grebner bought. He shot himself. He shot himself. But Tex Grebner of YouTube fame.
1: My, my safety training kicked in. I called my parents. I called my mom.
0: So Tex Grebner became a traditional archery nut. So like a recurve bow.
1: Very hard to shoot yourself in the leg. Very hard (laughs) to shoot yourself in the leg with an arrow. Maybe a foot. Maybe.
0: Uh, But anyway, he never really got into compound bows. He was always a traditional recurve bow type person. Mm -hmm. And he bought a 100-pound draw weight bow to feel the experience of an English long bowman. Mm. He got super fit. Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah, and um, and yeah, he can draw a hundred pounds. Like, so a hundred pound draw weight on a recurve bow, a traditional bow, is a constant. It it actually gets stronger the further you pull it back because it's right. resisting harder. Yeah, a compound bow, when you pull it back, there's a there's an intensity in the being it, and it just it locks over because the cams flip and then you're just kind of like holding it there right and so you can get highly accurate with a compound bow Mm. because you're you're not using a whole lot of weight to hold it back at that point in the draw point
1: what the from the walking dead right daryl and his compound bow
0: no that's a he has a crossbow
1: oh it's literally a gun so
0: it's a bow gun he's like chewbacca more than he is a an actual archer what Chewbacca! Oh my god, I'm <laughs> I'm nerding out really hard. I apologize, <laughs> everybody. Chewbacca and his uh, his kind, they use something called a bowcaster. It okay. is a crossbow that fires bolts that are energized or heated to a point that they provide almost like an explosive charge when he fires it.
3: Uh-huh. They're
0: almost like a mini grenade launcher. Oh, it's called a bowcaster.
3: Cool,
1: wow! Thank you for that. All right, on to the next voicemail.
6: Howdy, Hamlet. This hey. is jz hey, I am calling Hamlet because today is probably the beginning of third winter.
5: Oh, no. That's all I said.
6: Virginia. I don't know if you can hear it, but. <laughs> Here, let me turn off the windshield wipers for a second.
1: I didn't even hear the wipers. That Jake, little pitter powder
6: awesome. there. All that there. It's the sound of snow, ice, and a little bit of mixture falling down on my car. Well, that's interesting, Jake. It's February, you might say.
1: The <laughs> well, thing is, it was
6: like 78 degrees just the other day.
1: Oh, that's a trick scene. I was in
6: t-shirts and shorts. Now I'm in a beanie and a sweatshirt. It's the Virginia for you. Uh, Come here. Do you like the weather bipolar? With that, this is Kara4JZ73. 73s. we will see what tomorrow's weather brings. Jake popular.
1: sounds very happy about the weather, though.
0: So we we know Jake was literally talking from his driveway oh, in a non-moving car a because thing. in Virginia they never drive when it snows.
3: Yeah, <laughs>
0: so he, he was had to in a pull park. Right he over, had a, and then that's where he lived until he well, stopped.
1: Let's see. He's got a
6: falling. You, it's your Virginia rancher here, here for J-Z. And I'm just gonna rant about Virginia again. Okay. Just because our weather is so bipolar, sometimes. It's just the other day. It was seventy-eight, and I'm checking the weather because I'm for a polar plunge this weekend. A polar the plunge. The Olympics of Virginia, and temperature—it's gonna be. I uh, says. Mm-hmm. Nineteen degrees.
5: Nineteen's cold.
6: Yeah, seventy-one day. A few days later. Oh and man. The next day. Ransom, Virginia. Uh, let's see. I need to include some ham radio stuff. Uh, um, I want an APX 8000. There you go. That's some ham radio stuff. For <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to limit my rant. Ho so my ho ho! I am Santa.
0: If you're a good right. boy, Jake. Maybe
6: you'll hear from me again. Maybe you will Catch you all later. If you're a good
0: ham, then we will give you your wish. Not a naughty ham like a lid. <laughs> you will get your wish. Hey, Hello, oh, this for, is Kilo One Mike Alpazulu,
7: Nathan in <laughs> Southern Vermont. As uh, per request from some, hey, I Nathan. will keep on topic. With this voice now, <laughs> it will be him, you adjacent, related,
1: stealth um, shots,
7: maybe fired. not RF, but you be the judge. Okay. So I decided after hearing about some. Uh, people are talking about HamShack Hotline,
3: mm-hmm.
7: um, so I give it a try. It, it doesn't cost much to just acquire a phone and free to set it up. So I decided to get a Cisco SPA 525G2, which is just a, an IP phone. It yes. looks like a, a desktop color screen office phone. Nothing special about it. Got
0: an office ass. Got it on
7: eBay. Received it today, (laughs) and I got a ticket in to get it connected up, Um, and I'm just waiting on that. So um, you can call other uh, hams that are in the network of it. Um, All right, I'm gonna do it. Call people all around the world. You're gonna do it. Just an IP phone, and you can also connect to some. Uh, repeaters kind of like EchoLink. So, oh my God, for all the people that think, oh, this isn't ham radio, it can be. If it goes on to a repeater, you still have to be licensed. You have to be licensed to even join this, anyway, and they check it. So,
1: they have people checking. Um,
7: you have to give a urine sample. I heard that Russ has <laughs> it, and some other people have it. Um, a Do couple have to have different people Europe? in Vermont, at least. Yeah. So maybe, it's only RF. Um, I didn't well, know that so when I got this. something licensed. for the shack, I guess. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> so, I'll end there. Keeping it all on topic, Ham Radio or Ham Radio adjacent. This is Kilo1 <laughs> Mike AlphaZulu saying, 73, thank you for the podcast. And I figured I would throw this in here before the voicemail, um, before I run out of spots to be part of every podcast. So thank you very much. Okay. Thanks
1: Nathan. Nathan does have a second one. So voice hold mail. on,
0: hold on. Nathan, if you hear this before I contact you, can you just send me the link to the the phone you bought if you if you like it. If you don't like it, then tell me you don't like it or you're like, yeah, it's all right. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 literally an it's office phone. phone. It's literally an office phone.
1: You could It's literally. like a
0: recovered office phone. You could you literally just, steal just one get one from out of
1: work. the trash. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's what we all got in our trash is office phones?
1: Like the office trash. <laughs> Maybe. This is also the last voicemail. Okay. Know. Here we go.
7: Hi, this is uh, Kilo One Mike Alpazulu. Hey, Nathan. Uh, calling with another completely ham radio related... <laughs> Uh, voicemail. I'll be real quick with this one, because the other one, I hammered on a little bit, so I just wanted to mention, if someone else hasn't mentioned it already, that the Vermont QSO party is this weekend, the 4th and the 5th. You can find information about it at r-a-n-v dot o-r-g that's Victor dot org and then uh, forward slash VT uh, um, So, you ever question whether any hams live in Vermont and uh, whether you I want to make contact with that. them, um, even if you're doing work all states or something like that, uh, hop on to the Vermont QSO party. You can have fun, and in true Vermont fashion, it's in February when it's really cold. So, this is Kilo One Mike Alfazulu saying 73 and ham on! In Vermont or wherever you are.
1: In true Vermont fashion, you cover everything that you're eating that day in maple syrup.
0: And if you make a contact, your microphone will smell of maple. (laughs) Fragrance your whole shack with the smell of Vermont.
1: Oh, man. Vermont maple syrup is so good.
0: Unless you're from the South and it might be slightly wet. All right, thank you. You know what? That's you know I can say like, what a, <laughs> what a fun, like what a nice, like okay, like I don't know that Northern Vermont and Southern Vermont are closely knit, but if the biggest jab you have to the <laughs> South is it's a little bit more moist, <laughs> the relative moisture is a little bit higher in the South. Let's just say that, okay? I'm. I know. I'm not I know. Let's start a fight. I know this is kind of offensive. It's a little more moist in the south.
1: It reminds me of uh the digs that I make at Irvine I right? <laughs> like I go to Irvine. I'm like it's just too clean and well planned. Yeah. <laughs>
0: It's like, you all thought about this before doing what you've done here. I'm really upset how convenient it is to get in and out of your city. It all bothers me, your central planning.
1: I I always like to tell people, the problem I have with Irvine yeah. is it if you know what like architect 3D uh, models are mm-hmm. for master plan developments... Mm-hmm. It feels like you're driving through one of those. Mm -hmm. I feel I'm
0: almost upset that somebody cared about my well-being enough to be (laughs) considerate of my time getting through this city.
1: No, that's not true. The, The worst traffic jams are actually on the streets of Irvine. It's like
0: Jamboree jamboree is like the worst
1: yeah because people are going from the the all
0: these damn college students that don't know how to drive.
1: no it's because the companies are located in a oh, different part yeah, of the city yeah yeah the yeah there,
0: there there's a huge contingent of technology companies in uh, in irvine california this is so true there's i've passed so many teslas today <laughs> I'm upset that Elon Musk made a lot of money from all of this.
1: I mean that too. Yeah. Yeah, but
0: <laughs> Yeah, that's me. That's what I do. I'm going to Ur- <laughs> uh, uh Santa Ana is um, well, I'll be Irvine adjacent.
1: It's like <laughs> you know what's so funny? Mm-hmm. Well, is the maybe? company that <laughs> that I work for has Properties in Goes to Mesa and Tustin just putting right up against Irvine. Not Irvine.
0: <laughs> Not Irvine.
1: Stop.
0: You don't enjoy the convenience of the civil planning that is Irvine. <laughs>
1: But this is what I imagine, <laughs> like the jabs from. Northern Maybe we should go to Vermont. You know what? You know it's like they the like,
0: weirdest thing you could do is
1: go to a city council for a city you don't live in. What? <laughs> I would not do that. But like, I wonder just what to hear, Irvine like, people you know would say. just
0: be like. You know, are it uh, is everybody nuts on the open mic night on uh, for for all city council meetings? <laughs> I would assume yes. But I want to hear the very specific gripes that people have about their city.
1: You know what people in Irvine You could, would say you could make up They'd be like, There's just too much variety of restaurants there. <laughs> like...
0: Yeah, I, I still think my dad is like slightly <laughs> shook by the, the the what we can eat at any time. Like we can go down many a rabbit hole.
1: There is uh there are certain cuisines that we cannot actually get in Cerritos. Well, sure. Like cuisines that I would like to have, but have to drive to get.
0: Like Somalian.
1: Uh yeah, like African cuisine. Yeah. I,
0: I, we don't we don't yeah. I,
1: I still haven't had fufu. Yeah. I really Somalian's like good food
0: though. Food. I I very um, much enjoyed Ethiopian. that. Ethiopian. But uh, uh we've had both, right? I Somalian and Ethiopian? I don't think I've had Somalian food.
1: Ethiopian. Ethiopian is really good. Cannot get
0: really here. good.
1: I've got to drive like
0: We got to go to Fullerton.
1: 15-20 minutes to get it. <laughs> we got to go
0: way far. <laughs> the bread is really cool with ethiopian food yeah it's a, like a spongy bread
1: it's like a sourdough sponge
0: it's literally little pockets yeah that it's... help you like when you grab it and you kind of like
1: it's like a crepe
0: i i i have had this food first just being with you mm-hmm. and you were kind of my guide mm-hmm. to have ethiopian the first time yeah and i was like okay this is good but then i watched a youtube video on how you're supposed to eat it oh we also don't have a jewish deli uh no, the yeah. best we have is the Catella deli,
1: and that's not even in this city. no, no yeah.
0: but I found out that Ethiopian food you're supposed to take that bread and make like a pocket, yeah, and you're supposed to like dip a little bit onto all the little things. You don't need to do that though. and you make a whole little hand pocket of food mm-hmm. and it's like all the flavors mingling. Uh-huh. oh i'm I'm
1: let's go back yeah you know, we got I'm but poised. Back. we gotta go back yeah. The kids are gonna die. Oh yeah! No,
0: this is this is their jam. I know. Eat their hands. They're gonna be like, "This is this is all I've ever wanted."
1: And then and then Edison will come up and go, "Why can't I do it anymore?"
0: Because we're not Ethiopian, Edison. Yeah. We have utensils. Not
1: saying it's wrong,
0: but that's what we do here.
3: Yeah.
1: All right. Well, we are done with the voicemails Thank you everybody. We are closing
0: the doors on the voicemail annex. And if you'd like to get into next week's voicemail, what's the number, Leo?
1: Oh, that you really put me I, on the spot. I here. literally <laughs> pause
0: my talking. I slow it way down. That's just so five you,
1: six two. You know where three, I'm going. Three, four, two, three, eight, nine. All right,
0: I was talking over you. Say it again.
1: 562-334-2389
0: Thank you very much Now we are going to start Climbing the tower Let's see the emails Reminder, you can email us at leah at We would love it if you keep it Ham Radio adjacent Tell us your story on Ham Radio What you're challenged by We would love to answer your questions And you can dip into the fun a little bit of course But if you send us a merch idea It's like
1: a Ham Radio
0: love line It's a Ham Radio love line um i'm polyamorous with my radios
1: I, I guess i'm adam carolla in this instance you
0: are definitely not adam carolla you are I'm dr, dr. Drew. drew you are definitely dr drew come okay. on i'm into it yeah come yeah. on get i mean well, uh i guess that doesn't yeah. make sense though right
1: yeah but that's fine no i'm both adam well, carolla and dr well drew. then i can go to sleep now <laughs>
0: if you send us a merch idea and we like your merch idea and we do we occasionally do like them we do and we make it and put it on the website we will send you one for free so thank you for taking the time we appreciate it oh man <laughs> she she went oh man and she proceeded the coughing with an oh man <laughs> oh yeah She busted through the wall. She's like, that was load-bearing. Kool-Aid man, you're made of glass. How did you do this?
1: (laughs) The first email is titled, HF success in the field. And now I'm using my grandfather's call sign. Hello from New England. Whoa. (laughs) Yes. Hello, Christopher.
0: Everything's a little wet here. You ever (laughs) notice that? It's a little wet.
1: Well, as somebody from Vermont, you can you can understand that assessment.
0: It's kind of funny in the East Coast; it's either snow, mm. a little wet, the humidity. further you go down, and then it's humidity.
1: Just it's real so wet I'll,
0: over there. I'll be experiencing yeah. that next week at Hamcation, full humidity. But I'll be rolling around in shorts, so it's going to be good. How do you know? I'll, I'll check the weather before I pack, but. Um, yeah, it's... I'll, I'll bring a rain jacket just in case. Okay. The only time you get rained on hard is Hamvention. I got dumped on. Yeah. We walked into... I walked into the troll bar. bar. I got there late because I was mucking around with people at, at Hamvention, talking to every... Like, so many people stopped me. I I did the bad thing, which is... Get lucky. N- <laughs> no, I did not <laughs> I was all the way... The opposite of the exit, like geographically as farthest from the exit I could be as they were closing the show down, for going to the troll bar that okay. night it was a Saturday. And so I start walking and I'm hoofing it. And there's literally people like hoofing it with me oh. to talk. And I was like, OK, we got to stop. OK, you know, let let's talk. Let's talk. Yeah. And I got there way late. I was one of the last persons there and everyone got there before the skies opened up. And it dumped rain, like bucket status. Like the the hard rain that we get like once a year in California that lasts for like 30 minutes. And you're like,
7: what is happening? <laughs> like what? that was consistent. <laughs> Our
1: roofs are not ready for this. It, it
0: was consistent for like an hour. I got out and I literally walked... 200 feet to the door soaked completely soaked
1: uh do they have dryers inside no
0: i just whatever it was like a hot it was warm it was fine it was it it was a warm on everybody yeah i rubbed it on them i squeezed it out i'm like here you go a little bit for you (laughs) no of course i did not do that
1: well christopher writes Leah and Josh, in early January, I wrote to you about my long hiatus from amateur radio and return to the hobby and HF operation. Your podcast and channel played a big part in resparking my interest. Thank you. Good. Since my last email, when I was awaiting delivery of a new HF radio, much has happened. Mm-hmm. I thought I would fill you all in. My radio arrived and I was able to set up a basic QTH. I went mobile for the first time when I accompanied my 12 year old son to his winter wilderness survival scout Ooh, trip. the great, yes. I've never I'm a heard big of fan. this before. Uh, it sounds like
0: fun. Well, he said wilderness survival program?
1: Winter wilderness survival scout trip.
0: Uh, okay, continue. I'm also kind of familiar with this too. Okay.
1: I applied for and am now using my grandfather's call sign, W1YTQ. My Shaguji 90 radio arrived and I was able to get set up with a simple and fed random length wire antenna. Josh, I've heard you and others say many times, just get the wire up in the air and experiment. Yes. That held true for me.
0: That is is the trick.
1: (laughs) Getting my radio, the feed line and antenna all configured to work took some time. But it was taking the plunge and experimenting that moved everything forward. Some of my missteps along the way include, one, operating in split mode accidentally. Mm -hmm. And two, a comedy of errors setting up my antenna. But I got it all working and was making contacts at home. After 2 weeks of home operation, I bought the gear to take all take it all mobile and went camping with my son's scout troop in Gilmanton, New Hampshire. While the, nailed it. I don't know it. what
0: Gil Mountain.
1: I said Gilmanton.
0: Gilmanton, New Hampshire. Okay.
1: While the scouts made snow shelters, I set up my radio and had a great time. I'm still learning, but POTA activations were all over the bands and I was able to make contacts and generate interest among the scouts. Good. I'm hoping that amateur radio can become a regular part of our scout outings and activities.
0: Consider um consider being an uh merit counselor for the Radio Merit. I think
1: Yeah, you, it's fantastic.
0: I, I did a live stream. We got most of the way through it. It's not that hard. You just have to have a frank discussion with them and be really clear and let them answer like the the requirements questions. It's not that difficult.
3: All
1: right. Lastly, I am now using W1YTQ as my call sign. W1YTQ was long used by my beloved grandfather. In my previous email, I mentioned how he sparked my interest in radios many years ago that he was a Signal Corps Army veteran and was active with his local ham club. Mm-hmm. Inspired by your podcast, How to Create Ham Radio Content, I have been writing blog posts to share oh. my journey with others. You can see many pictures at, and I would I will drop this link in the show notes. Uh, it's journal.cfar.dev if you'd like. Well, thanks again for all you do for our community. I am tuning in and we'll share future adventures if you're interested. Excellent. We are absolutely interested. 73W1YTQ previously K A one Z P R. Chris. Excellent. I am so excited that you got your dad's call sign. That's so meaningful. And uh yeah, have fun on those scout trips. Yeah. When do they start taking scout trips alone? What do you mean? Like right now, all the parents have to go to all the things. When do all the parents?
0: Uh, generally Boy Scouts. The Scoutmasters in Boy Scouts, there's a few of them to many boys and now girls, I assume. Uh, a balance of, you know, Scoutmasters. There's much more Scouts than Scout Masters at that point and that is like here you go here's the weekend go off and do the thing all right i mean yeah i mean that was my experience
1: okay the next email is titled f o m o fomo fomo o r p o r p uh fear of missing out on radio prices oh okay And this comes from Alabama Andrew.
0: Okay, Andrew, let's go.
1: Hello, y'all. Long time, no email. It has been a crazy beginning of the year. I have been in nonstop EV vehicles, emergency classes this month for work. We are currently writing SOPs for when our fire department inevitably has to deal with the EV accidents that seems to have become more prevalent here lately. But I have finally caught up on my HRCC podcast episodes in the queue. So this email might be all over the place with different topics. I finally heard back on how I ranked on my lieutenant promotional testing. Mm-hmm. Before forewarned, this is going to be confusing. So I have included a link to something that will help explain it a little better. Because trying to explain this in email will make it too long. And... Andrew has included a link I'll drop that in the show notes now on to the scores in my fire department I ranked ninth out of 150 applicants holy smokes that's excellent and 19th out of 500 applicants in the county so now I'm just waiting for a position to open up and then i onto more money to spend on ham radio i mean my wife <laughs>
0: That's a good job too, with a good pension. A firefighter's yeah. uh, job and pensions. Good stuff. Good for you, man.
1: Also, for all of these people talking about a second winter, would you like to trade? In Alabama, we have what they call spring for a day and then nothing but extreme summer until September. It is terrible and I hate it. <laughs> is it really just spring Alabama's- for a day?
0: Calvin is kind of hot. Yeah. In,
1: but in the South, can't you like grow a lot of things?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. You could do that. Okay. Leia, you could totally put bees on your roof. <gasps> Just keep in mind how quick these beehives can grow over time. My dad started it as a hobby about two years ago. He ended up growing to almost five, uh, ooh, eight hives before the end of the first year and was producing tons of honey. But he had to abandon the hobby due to the freak cold snaps we get at times in Alabama killing off over half the hives. Oh no. Hence why he got into ham radio. Bees apparently don't like wearing their jackets when going out in the cold.
5: Could you imagine their Plus, cute little they, they bee don't, jackets? Like,
0: they don't bring back any QSL cards from all the flowers they visit. <laughs> Could you imagine a tiny little bee QSL card? Yeah here's my contact for that flower i'd
1: rather imagine the cute little bee jackets they could be wearing outside it's like a bee parka
0: it's like a puffer jacket for a bee
1: makes them look like bumblebees (laughs) but it says
0: patagonia on the side
1: what color would it be that's the uppity bee that bee drives a tesla yeah (laughs) well range rover
0: but also has a tesla Right. For right. the winter months. Drives the yeah. Range Rover. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah.
1: I remember there being a home backup power talk on one of the podcasts, and I would like to throw my fifty cents in when
0: <laughs> Oh 50. Okay. Inflation. Oh wow. Okay. Jeez. <laughs> I didn't know that.
1: Everything costs more now. Even your thoughts. <laughs> I bought I bought two whoppers.
0: And fries <laughs> and two kids' meals. And it was $30 at the Burger King. But
1: you know what? I went to a Northgate yeah, market. Yeah, it's
0: killing me. It's still in my brain. Northgate As- market got some delicious carnitas.
1: Yeah, with that came with tortillas, mm-hmm. salsa. Uh, oh,
0: the salsa was included?
1: One container of salsa was included. Uh-huh. A container of beans and a container of rice, enough to feed a family of four.
0: Like, Like if everybody ate well. Yeah. How much was it?
1: Sixteen dollars.
0: That is nuts.
1: Go to your Northgate market. Yeah,
0: if you got a Northgate or like a proper Mexican market, go there and get some food. And you'll be eating really good and it'll be like legit. Yeah. Have a good time.
1: It's true. They also have ceviche. That is not under that price. No, that is definitely not under that price. Like ten dollars a pound, but still.
0: Yeah. Really good. Ceviche is fantastic.
1: It's like you could get the ceviche with the avocado. You got to get shrimp. like
0: some some tostadas to go with it. The flat shells. Yes. And some. Um, That's what my mom did. I like tapatillo yeah. on a ceviche. Ooh, personally.
1: You could also get tamales.
0: Dude, tamales are good. Yeah.
1: My mom bought a ton of tamales. And you can I
0: freeze them. I didn't eat them, but I didn't Ooh, them. Northgate is good stuff. If you if you got a Northgate in your area, go to Northgate. Northgate. It rocks. It,
1: Northgate is like Latino. Whole Foods. Okay, so that's <laughs> there is nothing but I remember more.
0: I, okay, I have to I have to mention this Northgate Market <laughs> Day of the Dead. Oh yes, we go to the we go to the Northgate Market and uh, uh, Dia, Dia de los Muertos.
1: Dia de los, los muertos. muertos
0: was going on. And they had a frame. Is
1: this just gibberish to you? Like no, no, Other no. languages don't make sense no, to me. No, they you? did. Spanish <laughs> makes more sense
0: in other languages. It's the only one that I have any handle on. But anyway, there's I not a big I spoke to
1: the handle. lady at Northgate in Spanish and she was like, yeah.
0: Like, <laughs> <laughs> you were the Asian <laughs> posing as that white guy that makes all the YouTube videos going to the Asian places. They had a framed picture of Paul Walker at a high vantage point at the market yeah it's like dude palm walker is like beloved in mexican culture he's he's like he's like morrissey at this point what no well okay nobody could be highly as vaulted as morrissey in mexican culture at least in southern california from my point of view what are you doing right now are you looking what are you looking at nothing what are you doing let, Nothing. Okay, go ahead. Take it.
1: <laughs> I think you're still going on about Paul Walker and, and Morrissey. So.
0: Well, no. I, okay. For, for all of the—I'm uh, a big fan of Morrissey and the Smiths. There is a really hard—I I don't know how to explain it if you're not from Southern California— how strong the love is of Mexican culture with Morrissey. If you if you uh, and, and this is the, I don't want to go into a whole diatribe on this, but Morrissey speaks about uh, diaspora a lot in his in his songs. And that is what a lot of people, Mexican folks speak, feel right. Mm-hmm. And his style of singing and voice, it's almost like a a bardic, you know, like. I don't know how to explain. You heard Morrissey. You know what it sounds
1: Storyteller. like.
0: Storyteller. It, it it speaks to them. And I've I've hung out with I've hung out with, And by the way, this this predates Leia when I was dating another person. Who?
1: How dare you?
3: Yeah.
0: You know, before she tried. How to da- how dare I had a life before Leia, but uh, my, my girlfriend before Leia. Uh, there was some Cholo lifestyle slash gangs gangster kind of thing going on and i you've got a type you (laughs) that's you (laughs) from the streets that's you that's you um you you could literally hang out with like the hardest guy like has the tear on on the side of the eye like that whole thing that whole scene and you put morrissey on and it's like (laughs) it just touches them deeply like they're deeply affected by morrissey feel understood it's it's crazy man i don't get it morrissey has a an interview you can go watch like asking him why do you think your music connects to latinos so much Mm. it's really interesting to hear his thoughts so if you're if you're interested in that look it up but
1: all right yeah Well, Alabama Andrew says when providing backup power to your home, a good cheap option would be to back feed the breaker box panel from a plug that is located somewhere in the home. I know it sounds dangerous, but hear me out right quick. There is a kit that goes on your electrical panel called the generator interlock kit. How it works is as follows. You have an electrical plug installed that is ran to a specific breaker that a set amount of. a set amount of amps that breaker is then kept from being engaged while the electrical main is on by that interlock kit which is literally just a metal bar that doesn't let you flip the breaker until the main breaker is flipped off once the main is flipped off flip off all the other breakers plug in generator then flip the breaker with the generator power to it flip on each breaker one at a time until you have the power to where you need it bam Backup power. We did it for our house, and it cost less than five hundred dollars to do it all. Well,
0: yeah, but you got to run a cable outside. You didn't mention that part. Okay, got to bust a hole in a wall or something like that. All right, or sliding glass door with a cable shoved in the side of it. Josh, yes, I mean, during
1: one of those EV classes, they brought out a Ford Lightning. I have to say say, I'm so jealous of you right now. Yeah, it's dumb. That was a really nice truck that surprised me to no end. I thought since it was going to be an electric only truck that it would be terrible and a complete waste of money. Boy, was I wrong after seeing it in person. It is amazing and man, that thing will fly off the start line. I think it will be so much better than that Cybertruck from Musk Motors if it ever comes out.
0: (laughs) Musk Motors. I... (laughs) I okay. Normalize.
1: Calling it Musk. Calling motors. it musk Motors. Done. I Done. this
0: is amazing. There's no motor in it. Yeah. Well, no. Wait. Uh, no engine. No. Okay. So is right. I already. Ah, i screwed myself up. Musk Motors. Go with that. Normalize the whole concept. It's yes. fantastic. <laughs> engine versus motor. Always remember. There's a difference. <laughs> Do you know that engine yes. versus motor? Okay.
1: After listening to your car antenna do's and don'ts, that metal bar that uh, came with my K400 mount was uninstalled. Man, my radio never sounded better. So really? thanks for that tip.
0: Really? Yes. That little, sh- he took the shim out. That was the, okay. I did this. I did this before I took over Ham Nation. But after taking over Ham Nation, it is one of Gordo's biggest things that he mentions is take the shim out, drive those Allen bolts all the way into that metal. They're a little bit pointy, so you're not going to damage the paint too bad, but you're going to damage it a little bit. And yeah, it'll sing. It, it, it is surprising how effective it is. So good job.
1: Speaking of radio. I'm
0: super excited. That I finally
1: amazing. got my first HF this past week didn't have a banana, so Godzilla for scale. I'm gonna show you. Oh, he got a True SDX and a Godzilla. Oh, he's got a Gundam. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's a that, uh, he's got a little chibi Gundam. That's amazing. I'm a big uh, so I am an OG Weeb. We were talking about that uh, somewhere. Uh, where were we talking about that? That came up somewhere else. You know what an OG Weeb is? Mm, you watch Gundam. Yeah, sure. So you watched anime. I did. As you were younger. Uh Do you know how much harder it was to watch anime when we were younger than watching anime now? You had to go to like
1: Blockbuster. I had to illegally download
0: stuff. I had to like break laws to get anime. Mm. To get like the hot Dragon Ball episode. Mm. That you didn't even know if it was going to be dubbed or subbed. And if the sub was going to be any good. It was like fan subs a lot of the times oh man so it's just a guy that's just doing it like i just like this and that's how much of a weeb i am i took a couple courses of japanese
1: just to learn it i think that's what your sister did too she, she was she, not well your wait, sister took uh, japanese so that i mean she
0: could... gave aids to all the computers so maybe that's what what she was doing what are you talking about that was the okay so we all also lived in the generation of, like, LimeWire and and Oh, yeah. And, so many and viruses. Napster. If you put that on your family's computer, you gave it AIDS. <laughs> the like, you gave your computer AIDS because <laughs> it's just – you just always download a virus. You just always got something super trash. That's what being an OG weeb was. Like, you didn't know if you were downloading, like, a virus – or the worst dub of all times. You had to like work your ass off to get like anime. The first time I watched Cowboy Bebop, Cowboy Bebop came out in 1998. I, I I think I spent weeks downloading all of the, the episodes. It took me a long ass time and it was all subs. So like, I've only heard it oddly enough. I like the dubs more than the subs, but at the same time, the first time I ever watched Cowboy Bebop was was subs. Uh-huh. And I, I just I don't know how to, like, explain to kids how easy they have
1: it now. I was talking to my sister. Like, this is
0: this is literally like my my boomer moment on something is like anime. It was so difficult to get
1: anime. Now they're walking oh. into
0: stores. They got Crunchyroll like it's a service you can like you can pay them monthly and they can give you
1: top quality anime at at high resolution but like so much anime merch you just go to a mall now every mall has an anime store it's crazy it's crazy it's so easy to be
0: a fandom of anime like we, we had to buy stuff directly from japan and everyone we're buying it from is like i don't want to deal with them like do you know what the shipping cost is to get something to the United States? <laughs> like, they, they don't want to deal with us. Like, they, they, they had no, like, oh, it's, it, 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 uh, I don't know how to explain this. Like, this could almost be a podcast
1: topic. I <laughs>
0: Being a weeb.
1: I was explaining to my sister how terrible it is that kids can watch things on demand now. Because as we were children, like, we had... Saturday morning cartoons It was the best time. maybe a few like like an hour to at most two hours of cartoons during after school hours. Mm-hmm. and so you would and most of the programming you probably didn't like. So uh,
0: you know what's crazy as being a young adult, I was like I hate appointment television. yes. But then looking back at what you just said, as a child, it's exactly the structure I needed. Yes. Someone said, this is the end for kids. This
1: is it. Go do something else.
0: Go do, so- go do your homework. Yeah. And that's what I did. I would stop watching the cartoons Cause and I would go do my else. homework. Yeah. Because I'm not going to watch A Current Affair with with Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> that's not what I'm about. I don't understand this concept until much later. We'll do it
1: live. That only became
0: <laughs> much more impactful to my lifestyle much later. Right. But like, I it's too much I content totally- on
1: demand. I, it's too much power for like not enough responsibility oh <laughs> like, they have
0: no responsibility yeah. they are not accountable for anything
1: so it's funny that you say that yeah. because earlier today i told you that china implemented a three hour per week rule on video games no
0: no for no kids. no see i don't
1: uh, see and now you're like The network set up the exact structure I needed as children, but China setting up Yeah, because they're gonna
0: use your phone and like they're gonna track you to do it.
1: Okay. Nielsen box. (laughs)
0: Okay. Nielsen box didn't turn off the anime at three o'clock. They they just tracked your records. The
1: networks just did that the networks decided now is the time for you to not have anything to watch
0: but seriously do you remember when toonami came out yes and cartoon network and they did that whole turn from being all like hanna-barbera painted cells and they're like hard shift to this space guy Mm -hmm. and he's pitching anime to everybody and was like Oh my God, what just happened? <laughs> I'm watching Dragon Ball Z and Outlaw Star and Yu Yu Hakusho, and it was uh, Inuyasha. Remember Inuyasha? Barely. You're not a weeb at all.
1: I watched Fishugi Yugi.
0: I don't, you keep saying that, and nobody knows what that <laughs> <anime is. laughs> Nobody even knows.
1: So many people know.
0: I watched Ranma, Ranma one half.
1: Yes, I know of Ranma 1
0: half. Where the dude turns into a girl. Mm -hmm. They were very forward-looking, the Japanese. (laughs) In anime form.
1: But very unacceptable. Uh, Very (laughs) unacceptable. Also a little bigoted. (laughs) Why did you make these animes?
0: (laughs) Gonna be like an otaku. You never leave your home. (laughs) Disgrace the family.
1: All right. Well, Alabama Andrew continues with his Gundam tangent. <laughs> yeah. Wait, is he going to talk about Gundam right now? No. Oh, I'm, I got so excited. I just finished building it this week. Speaking of the true SDX.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Uh, for, okay. So everybody, like my longest, uh, before I got Hashnasi, my call sign, or not my call sign, but my handle on the internet was Zeon Zaku. Yeah. Because of Gundam. I was a big Char Ansible fan. Okay, drop them. These, you are drop saying drop them things. space stations right on Earth.
1: <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> we're not even talking.
0: No, the the <laughs> language that I'm speaking does not connect to anybody. But weeps.
1: This is literally like that TikTok of the guy who's talking about like I don't know Magic the Gathering cards or something. Oh yeah, yeah, that, I'm like, that guy. I'm very much. like What are the words like? I. And, you know, that was the first time I was like, is this how Ben feels when he reads? Like, he reads the words. He can He can probably spell the words.
0: Give him the grapes of rafts. See does how it, he does.
1: Does it make sense? No. All, all Catcher in the together. Rye.
0: We'll start him out with Catcher in the Rye. How's that sound? <laughs> uh, I'm a, a red comet. Red Comet. The man. Yeah, absolutely. I built I built that uh, model. Yeah, I'm, I just got to move on.
1: Okay. Yeah. And got a spark plug 50 watt antenna trimmed to 20 meter band. It made me feel so accomplished and proud that I was able to build my first HF radio. With all that said, though, after listening to the most recent podcast, you got me a little scared, Josh, on having FOMO orp or fear of missing out on radio prices for long speak on the radio that I would like to get. I got the True SDX because it was affordable and it would teach me some skills I feel would be beneficial over time. It would at least get me on the air while I save up for a better radio that I want. Not to mention that my dad is getting tired of waiting on me to get on the air for our first POTA outing. But now that you're talking about the possibility of prices changing due to supply issues, it makes me wonder if I should have just took out a pension loan and get that Yesu DX10 that I'm currently saving for. Uh,
0: Leia and I will both agree you should not go in debt for Ham Radio. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, at no time. <laughs> okay. I don't know if we need to make a diatribe on this one, Leia. But uh, when it comes to financial pursuits, Leia and I are very pro not carrying debt. Yes. Aside we from are. the Ford Lightning F-150. <laughs>
1: It makes me very upset. Yeah, uh,
0: there there is no time when I advocate would you taking out a loan for ham radio. At no time. This is a hobby. At, please do not take out a loan. I would rather you judici- judiciously police the ham fest and the used spaces. Find a deal for the radio you want. Work the... Okay, this is the exchange of me being a little bit older, having more money that I can spend. And I could just do that, right? You get to exchange your youth and time to find a good deal.
1: Or your blood plasma.
0: Uh, sure. Well, that's just that's just more <laughs> currency to spend, right? But but hear me out, do not go into debt for ham radio at no time exactly. should do anyone that. ever do this please please well, i love I, you i i i love you alabama andrew please do not well, alabama
1: do andrew says he just has to figure out how to sneak it past his wife if he does uh, don't uh, your wife also, will kill you also not any kind of financial infidelity do not do that either this is a PSA for everybody that's listening. Do Be financially not. Financially responsible. If
0: you took anything away from my talk last week of go into debt, you did not. Like, that is not me. That is not what I'm about. Do not go into debt for ham radio, please.
1: Agreed. Before I end this email, I just have to ask Josh, did you get my reply back to you with what was hopefully the information you needed for helping me on my antenna issue? My email said it was sent, but the attachments are not showing up in my sent files. I understand you have a lot on your plate and are busy, so it's no rush if you have received it.
0: Resend it. Yeah. Because I don't think I did yeah. then.
1: Yeah. Resend it. 73s. And what if slugs are just homeless snails? That's actually how I kind of see them.
0: <laughs> what?
1: Homeless snails. Slugs.
0: No, the slugs made their decision. <laughs> it does. They, they wanted to go with the fast and loose lifestyle of being a slug, <laughs> not being encumbered by a camper that they carried on their back.
1: I, do you think they got to make that decision?
0: Yeah, absolutely. They
1: just ditched their, you think that slugs do you think that, wait, 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 are but animals but, that just ditched wait? their. Do you
0: think there's some kind of depot where a slug goes to get a shell? And then they're like, I'm I'm, I'm part of that snail me? lifestyle now. Are, no, they grow the shell.
1: Slugs grow no, shells. Snails grow the shell. Right, but slugs are not like animals that just decided not to grow their shell. Uh, well,
0: evolutionarily, yes, they did. But they didn't make that choice. Okay, th- this is getting crazy. It's not like they flip some kind of internal switch. It was like a pop up that said, "Would you like to grow a shell today?" And then
1: that's what I'm saying. That absolutely. Th- did not this happen. is not.
0: This is not Sid Meier's Civilization. No, where you could differentiate <laughs> your culture into horse archers or Apache helicopter. This is. <laughs> a completely different Helicopter,
1: species by the way huh <laughs> Helicopter, yeah of course okay.
0: this is a completely different species of animal totally different <clears throat> a slug is just a sloppy wet thing a
1: snail it's another species
0: is growing its home yeah it's not like there's like a snail shell repository where where people I plop mean, a shell on the body of a snail and like oh i'm all good now that
1: obviously come on obviously
0: well i don't know like now i'm a little worried when we were talking about this
1: they but they are like kind of homeless snails they're they they, they that's what the, the they're nomads <laughs> slugs are nomads are you telling me that people who are like like RV lifing it are not also nomads.
0: No, no. So <laughs> wonderful. I was already going down this road. A, a snail is like a van lifer. Okay. okay? But a, a slug is like a
1: Ultra through, light camper. A,
0: a, a ultra light camper. A through hiker. Yeah. They're just they're just doing the PCT just much slower than everyone else. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. And that's Alabama Andrew KQ4 A P D P.S. I heard a saying on the radio from someone just now. I thought I should share. It should be shared with you too. That person was fastest snails stampeding through molasses. <laughs> is that a southern dig? That is a that. <laughs> when
0: when someone from the south is digging at you, that you're so slow that you're like molasses, full of snails.
1: Like a snail. (laughs) Trying to go through through molasses. molasses?
0: Okay. And if it's Uh, that black strap, then you know it's tough.
1: The fear of missing out on radio prices. Update. Just took out a pension loan for the DX10.
0: (laughs) Get out of here.
1: Just kidding. The pension loan hasn't even been approved. No. Yeah. Just yet. (laughs) Just kidding. My wife would kill me if I did. Yeah, okay. 73 is Alabama. <laughs> Just the ups and downs of this. The ups and downs for you. It's
0: an emotional roller coaster.
1: Well, fingers crossed for you on your dream radio, Alabama, Andrew, and for all of those slugs out there, rolling homeless. <laughs> That's that, to all the slugs experiencing homelessness. <laughs>
0: That's, what what's the line that they say now? They're not homeless.
1: Yeah, they're persons experiencing homelessness. Th-
0: Yeah, yeah, great. That's That's
1: (laughs) I appropriately
0: evolutionarily homeless. (laughs) Wonderful. All
1: right, the next email is titled Extra Fast Track Ham and Ham Study for the Win. And this is from Chris. Good afternoon, Leia, Josh, and the HRCC community. Well, thank you. Finished listening to the last pod while prepping for the amateur extra exam that I took. And pass. Extra by April. Wednesday, January 25th. You made it. The earliest. Ding, ding, ding. You made it. Congratulations. I just wanted to say thanks for the recommendation on the Fast Track Ham audiobook. While I, uh, it still did take some study time with the ARRL study guide and the Fast Track Ham Radio Math Workbook, I got through the material in relatively short time and managed to learn a lot more than during my tech and or general studies. Well, we are happy for you. Casa Bonita. Wow. <laughs> that brought back a childhood memory. I grew up in Laramie, Wyoming, and we would make the trip down to Denver to That's go to... Uh,
3: this is their Disneyland.
1: Guard. This is Ellis Ellis- Disneyland. Elitch Gardens and Casa Bonita just about every summer. One exciting year, we added a stop to the Denver Children's Museum. About 30 minutes into our visit, we were shuffled into a basement while nine tornadoes ravaged downtown Denver. I think the year was 1981. When we emerged from the cellar, we drove out to Casa Bonita for our dinner reservation. That's insane. That's,
0: yeah, that's that's different.
1: You know what's like really wild. Mm-hmm. I I think <laughs> about the fact that our kids like we're going to uh, Discovery Cube on Sunday, and I think about the fact that like that is just Discovery Cube and Knots mm-hmm. are just a regular part of the kids' lives. Like we
0: can see it from our house,
1: like not, Knott's not Berry, Berry Farm, Discovery Cube, the Knott's Berry Farm, Absolutely. yeah, Knotsberry Farm, you can. And it's, it's so crazy because when I was a kid, it was a very special day to be able to go to any amusement park at all that probably didn't even happen once a year. I, I think. And like, I thought that when I got to the point where mm-hmm. I was going to an amusement park once a year, that I was fancy.
0: <laughs> I, yeah, I did too. But, okay, so I, I have an extra level of fancy because <laughs> growing up. Uh, we had the lifestyle where my dad would say, "You're not going to school today."
1: Never. Or we'd go to Disneyland.
0: Nope. Yeah, th- this is. I know this is my dad. Hard pass. Never. I know. I know. This is. A, this is a, a kind of flex that you you could not achieve. Like you can't achieve this. Guess who else is not? And achieving I think it? I think that he he structured these days on like slightly rainy days. So and that you just
1: missed school to go to an amusement park? It
0: didn't happen often. I think it happened maybe twice in my entire life going through school. But we would go to Disneyland and he would and say And look at that. And what happened? No, 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 hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. This is a good story. He would say, Hear me out. Well, no, he didn't say that. I said that. Hear me out. We I would see the families with the ponchos, the ducky the ducky. The daffy duck ponchos and all that. And he's like, we don't need that. The storm's blowing off. We came here because no one's coming out in the rain. We can go on all the roller coasters. (laughs) This is my dad. And you know that's true. You know it's true. And then we went on every ride as fast as we could. And my dad's a big guy. And so I'm a little kid. And I'm just like pumping. Just stay up with him to get on every. What about Shelby? No, not included on this trip.
1: What? None of
3: them? Uh,
0: She definitely went on many a Disneyland trip, but not these Disneyland trips. This was a special, like, we got to go on all the rides right now. We're going to do all the rides. And that's what we did. We would go to Disneyland. This was pre-California Adventure Disneyland. Just hit them all up. Every quote unquote roller coaster, which, you know, it's like Space Mountains, like the most intense. We would do that like three times. Wow. And then we do Thunder Mountain. That's an
1: indoor ride, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, We do Thunder Mountain, Matterhorn. Those are the big ones. And we would just rotate like the whole day.
1: And interestingly, your sister went to work at Disneyland. I know,
0: isn't that crazy? And that's my dad's favorite thing. He's like maybe both of my kids are engineers now. He's it's still his favorite thing.
1: I I just think maybe you guys shouldn't have been pulled out of school.
0: (laughs) I was all right in school.
1: You could emphasis
0: emphasis on all right.
1: The times. Because we where... don't go left. It's all right. <laughs> the times I have come into your office after helping Ben with his homework to chew you out for, for you and your school genetics. <laughs> like...
0: So we're doing that now.
1: Well, we Leah believes that last week.
3: Leia
0: about... believes that like all of Ben's lacking school capability is literally genetics from my family.
1: Dude, I literally graduated from high school yeah. at seventeen years old. Okay, so Leah, you from A magnet high school, okay? Like the number one in the nation at the time.
0: You and I, you and I, I think when we compare to our siblings are a higher mark.
1: Your siblings. My brother also went to the same magnet school.
0: Didn't do great. Barely passed. Barely passed. And then your sister didn't even try. Did not even well, try. she
1: was like softball
0: all the time. So I, not, my argument didn't even try.
1: Y- yeah, but m- my sister...
0: If you want to make a genetics argument, you have to have some kind of evidence to back it up. We, I think we would both agree, we're, we're anomalies a little bit, right?
1: No, because with the exception of like one member mm-hmm. of my generation... Everyone went to college. There is no exception to that because Kimmy got full ride to Stanford.
0: But you're s- OK.
1: My sister was also offered a full ride to her college and decided to turn it down.
0: <laughs> My sister was a train engineer.
1: <laughs> Anyways, I-,
0: I don't know how you draw this back to math, though. That's the problem. And I, your whole then, commentary is like, Ben got bad math from me. Yep, very offensive. Very offensive.
1: What? Why do you think that Asians? And I said this to you. Why do you think that Asians mm-hmm. are generally like stereotyped as being good at math? Obviously, not all Asians are good at math, but by and large, there's a a majority of Asians that are good at math. I, I, think,
0: you're, I think you're just perpetuating bigotry I'm and not. a stereotype.
1: I'm not. Why?
0: Because the parents are very intense about it. That's why. The answer... That's what,
1: you, that's what you said to me. And you're like, because of exactly what you're doing out there with him right now.
0: <laughs> yes, that's what I said. Because you are very intense about the math. I am... I, I very much appreciate the math, and we work through it together, but there is an intensity level that you and I vacillate greatly on.
1: Well, Ben's enrolled in Kumon now.
0: Yeah, I know. So. And I'm, I, I don't like Kumon. I don't like... I wanted a tutoring program that will tutor him on the math he's doing, not some own curriculum they cooked up because that's like that's like tennis practice what yeah it is a completely ancillary thing that's not related to what he's doing it'll make him better at math okay okay so so i'm trusting you that he's gonna be better at math from kuman it's twice a week great i'm sure he's gonna love it (laughs) he has like no time his, his time is fully invested now.
1: Yeah. In math. <laughs> well, that and kung fu. Also requires great discipline.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: All right. Well, continuing with Chris's email, my YL kk 7 hjl also has a difficulty with surprises. If she knows there's a president around, she will snoop and ask questions unrelentingly. I've pretty much given up, but occasionally I can keep one secret. This year, I got her an AnyTone AT6666 to see if she would enjoy HF as much as she has taken two soda on two meters. Oh. A couple of weekends ago, we went out for a soda and took it along. We managed six HF single sideband contacts on 10 meters from as far away as Kentucky. We are in Central Oregon. Nice. That's a good distance. That's great. Which lit the bug. She's going to work on her general this spring. Very good. We can do it together, Chris. Today, uh, uh, going to leave it here as this has gotten a bit wordy. And as if it all goes to plan, you will receive this via WinLink. Thanks for the pod and all the rest. 73, Chris, W7, MTB.
0: Well, thank you very much.
1: Well, you're you're very lucky, as is your YL, that you have a hobby that you can share equipment and <laughs> go on an adventures. I got with.
0: you an Anytone AT sixty six sixty six with my name on it.
1: <laughs> All right. The next email is to- titled "Holy Ham, I Did It." okay and this is from the beautiful charlene hi Leia. i am finally caught up on the podcast okay didn't get my license yet oh okay I, I got all
0: ready to push the button i got so excited from that subject line
1: i've only been like 1.5 episodes behind on the podcast for the last probably since thanksgiving winter makes me sleepy so the few car rides I can get to listen which are on the way to my daughter's wrestling matches I end up sleeping instead. Yes, it's sad. See what I did there? Sad, get it?
3: Mm. So yeah. Yeah.
1: Listen to one Sanderson audiobook and all of a sudden I can't even get up uh, get caught up with the new format. So I'm super happy. Congratulations on this momentous occasion, Charlene.
0: Catching up on the podcast. Yeah.
1: But much like laundry, I have found that unless you are regularly. builds up. It's just going to come right back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just wanted to say, I think you're on point with the whole Iron Man thing. Josh has a bit of a twist in his knickers about it, but Iron Man is legit the coolest. And if anyone does anything that gets him or her compared to the best, then it's a compliment. Yes, it is.
0: Oh no I, I I don't disagree that Iron Man is one of the best Avengers. Nobody questions that but the best Avenger it's 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 Captain America. no question what okay so again uh, I will reinforce are you the gonna
1: story. are you gonna do the whole Molnir story again? no Come no on.
0: no I, I have a whole new track to go. Captain America literally crashed the plane on top of the Tesseract to protect the world from the Tesseract. He was woken up literally in his mind two weeks after that he crashed that plane. Okay. In another two weeks, he was in the Avengers first movie. That's the amount of the time that takes place. He loses his friend, Bucky Barnes. He loses the love of his life, Agent Carter. And in basically four weeks' time, he is in the Avengers' first movie. That is the amount of time that took place. Okay. Do you think Tony Stark would be able to swing through that?
3: Mm
0: -hmm. Emotionally and physically? Mm -hmm. Honestly, though. Honestly.
1: You know what? The mental Tony Stark fortitude. is a long-term strategist anyway. Who cares about what somebody he, can do reactionarily? He's got a long-range yeah, plan Because to Tony Stark, Earth. He cares no, no, no. about
0: Tony, um, Tony Stark wouldn't even ditch the, the plane. People. Tony Stark wouldn't sacrifice himself and ditch the plane. He wouldn't do that. The only one who's going to do that is Captain America. That's why he's also the only person that they allow to go back in time to sort everything out. Because he's the one that they know will get the job done. They didn't send Tony Stark back in time to do that. They sent Captain America to do it. Listen. Okay, I'm listening.
1: Without without Tony Stark, there is no Avengers. He's responsible for, like, Spider-Man getting in. Captain America
0: is the first Avenger. He is the first Avenger.
1: Tony Stark is responsible for bringing in Black Panther, bringing in Spider-Man, bringing in Doctor Strange and the Guardians of the Galaxy.
0: Um, Well, the Guardians of the Galaxy are kind of like he tripped up on them.
1: And he's the one who was like who figured out the time travel thing
0: i'm i'm not again i'm not arguing that he is not one of the best avengers
1: captain america is strong and has endurance tony stark he has mental uh,
0: fortitude he has mental so does tony stark no i don't know that he does i don't know that he does i know that he built a suit when his life was on the line because that is the most Dire situation that he ever found himself in.
1: He was constantly strategizing ways to save the earth. Okay.
0: Yeah. And then he turned into, okay, this is getting into the comic books. He turned into one of like the most fascist type Avenger by wanting to. About
1: civil War right now. Yeah.
0: Like by literally wanting to get everyone registered for their superhuman capabilities. Tony Stark is not a hero. He is a pragmatist and very objective, but not the best Avenger, not the best Avenger. And who?
1: Cap's just some skinny dude who got injected with super, super soldiers. But he always had the will
0: of a good person, like one of the best people. He resisted the registration of mutants because that's the right answer. That is the right, objectively the right answer you don't disagree with that i don't disagree with you don't disagree with that like come on come on like okay i think that they are one and two i don't disagree with the concept that they are both like right there i just think that captain america no nope. nope. it uh, i think as a person nope. he beats tony stark he as a even, human he being he
1: didn't even make his own shield that's
0: that he could fight without a shield. We've seen him do it. It's not that big a deal. Come on. Please. Please. You think the shield defines... Get- See, that's offensive. That's offensive. <laughs> what you're doing That's right offensive. There. That's offensive.
1: I'm offended. All right. uh, on to the gorgeous Charlene's email. Thank you, Charlene. Who has, once again, struck the nail on the head.
0: N- no. About Iron no, Man being no, the best. He,
1: and no, that was a compliment is- to Adam.
0: Like, literally, you could put. See, this is what's difficult about the Avengers. You could put the Hulk up there. You could put Thor up there, and multiple reasons.
1: Angry Green Man. All right, move on. (laughs) Who else? Who else?
0: Who else actually carried the affinity gauntlet for any time the Hulk did?
1: Who used it in the moment that it mattered, sacrificing I, everything? I, I,
0: that's all. That's all. Movie. Please. That's Cap all
1: went back in time and got to live out his whole life all over again. He sacrificed nothing.
0: Oh, speaking of speaking of mythical objects. Ugh, did please. Tony Stark ever wield Mjolnir? Never considered worthy by Mjolnir.
1: Mjolnir's a hammer. Okay. But I don't go to Milwaukee and say, could you evaluate me as a person? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you should. You should bring you off your high horse that you're on right now.
1: All right. Charlene says CW comment Has anyone made a podcast or downloadable MP3 or audiobook with the deeps and dots and then the letter with the whole alphabet and then another chapter with frequently used words? Uh, with the and 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 the with etc yes you could start out playing it slower and as you recognize it before it's finished speed it up play it on shuffle if it's an audiobook like each letter its own chapter charlene i'm gonna rock your world
0: right now i'm gonna rock your entire world rock you like a hurricane which is one of leia's favorite things (laughs) it is called morse code ninja It is a podcast. You can download the RSS feeds. There's also a website for Morse Code Ninja. They're available. The alphabet, sure, random call signs, absolutely. The 100 most often used words, definitely, and also in variation of code speed in podcast form that are all like three plus hours. There you go, Charlene. There you go. The whole thing laid out for you. Morse code ninja, an amazing service to ham radio.
1: All right. Well, Charlene says, I so enjoy your show. Oh, well, thank you for listening. Thanks for spending the time and energy doing it. You were my first thought as well. When I heard about the shootings heart. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you for thinking of us. Yeah. It's, uh, still very sad. Uh, it's also like just the most disrespectful of timing. I Like the whole thing upsets me so much. I did get more information about the shooting.
0: Yeah. It, I mean, do you want to give some context? Because it's...
1: So we're referring to the uh, Chinese or Lunar New Year's Eve shooting, shooting in, Monterey, in Park. Monterey Park at the dance studio. Um. It turns out that the guy who did the shooting was actually Chinese Vietnamese mm-hmm. and that studio actually had uh, different uh, cultural hours so there was it's like when you go to the pool
0: and they're like everybody get out it's Chinese
1: time
3: <laughs>
1: what what pool is this?
0: it's a very racist
1: <laughs> pool <laughs> but so, they do dancing in the pool so he was in, an instructor there he was not well liked and what he went during the vietnamese hour and aimed at specific people he had his targets He in was mind. he
0: was part of the vietnamese right. cultural group. Yeah. And he he literally pointed at very specific people. Yeah. So that if anybody his...
1: doesn't really understand the the chinese diaspora and I think I've talked about it before at length.
0: Oh, let me explain. I'm just Okay.
1: Kidding. <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. I swear the
0: mansplaining <laughs> so, <laughs> so mansplating <laughs> is man explaining <laughs> particularly of the
1: white <laughs> that's where we do our best work so uh chinese revolution people start leaving china the people who don't want communism are
0: i'm out right? literally your friends everybody listening like these are people who don't want communism. Yeah, it's like that. They this would. Is they a would bad scene. So, I'm everybody listening, imagine that you have to flee a state because it turns politically the way you don't like, and you're like, I'm going to take everything with me and leave
1: uh, not even everything with you like on your back yes and walk anything out. I, can. I will walk like out jewelry or gold sewn into gums so if they are caught
0: sewn into gums
1: into their gums
0: into your mouth yes not like a like a trident pack No. like juicy fruit though nobody's gonna search that <laughs> nobody wants to chew that
1: so uh, the original uh, emperor at that time mm-hmm. um, that is well, it's also like a byproduct of Mao Zedong. What
0: this is also like a byproduct of Mao. Yeah,
1: yeah, all of that. That's I mean that is the revolution. Okay, that, but okay. so Sun Yat-sen ends up going to Taiwan. Mm-hmm. Uh, the it's widely. Well, maybe not widely, uh, but, you know, China's tribal. So when country lines were drawn, there are sections of different countries that actually share tribes. Sure. Right. So I, I think I've said before that the overlap in language for uh, Cantonese and Vietnamese is actually a larger verbal overlap than um than with mandarin whereas uh cantonese with mandarin the characters are all the same so the written language is the same Mm -hmm. the spoken language is different right okay which is
0: how people communicate generally is speaking first and then written later what okay keep
1: okay (laughs) so So everybody's leaving to different areas. The Southern China, the Cantonese portions, they end up in uh, Southeast Asia, all of these things, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's very common to have like different Chinese hyphen groups, right? So you have Chinese Vietnamese Mm -hmm. who are... uh, in a lot of cases, in very early generations, are completely Chinese, right. just living in Vietnam because right. they are literally even, transported e- from yeah, China. But even before the revolution, because that was like almost a tribal area that just got split when the when the country borders were created.
0: Oh, literally, just by geography, right? right, right
1: like right. border drawing, drawing, right? That, I mean.
0: They were Vietnamese hypothetically or or closely adjacent. Well, there are Chinese and then there are Vietnamese. Right, but it was the drawing of lines that separated them. Okay, got it.
1: Uh, So when we talk about the Chinese who went into Taiwan, which is uh, what's happening over there is like really interesting. It's still mirroring uh, like the whole situation that Ukraine experienced with Russia. Oh, it's like an exodus? Well, they are, in Taiwan, they're watching what happened in Ukraine. And they're like, right. oh, we need to beef up right now. <laughs>
3: okay. okay. Less
1: microchips, more military. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We need yeah. more guns. Yeah, not- yeah. Yeah, okay. And uh, it's very distinct, though. I bring I bring all of this up to come back to the fact that the different cultural hours, though they were all Chinese... There is Taiwanese Chinese. There is, you know, Vietnamese Chinese. There's I don't know what other cultural hours they had there. But they are segregated because by and large, the Chinese that the uh, Chinese Vietnamese were speaking is likely ca- Cantonese. Okay. And then you have uh, Taiwanese Chinese who are speaking Mandarin. So it's almost like there were two different groups. They all kind of knew each other or of each other, but he was specifically targeting the Chinese-Vietnamese group and specific people at that event. So he had a right. So Right. So to yeah. bring it
0: back to the shooting situation, yeah. uh, this particular person was targeting very specific people. Right. And it was still a mass shooting. Right. But he was—he
1: wasn't just erratically shooting into a crowd. He had a handgun. It wasn't
0: a was, yeah. okay. I guess it, it is still a thrill kill situation, but he is targeting specific people, right? And there was a romantic relationship involved with, I think that the right. right? There
1: is a situation with his wife,
0: right? Yeah. So, so. we're all safe. At the end of the day. Yes. Uh, this is a horrible situation.
1: But is it terrible that it made me even more upset that it was the Cantonese speaking group he shot into? Not that any kind of loss of life is not completely upset. Of course, of course. Yeah. But yeah, it yeah. just it just felt like it was like even closer to what my personal community is. I, I mean, I volunteer at what would be considered a, a Taiwanese Chinese school. Because, you know, they teach traditional chewing, but um,
0: traditional chewing
1: chewing. It's uh... so the other interesting thing that happened after the communists came into China Mm -hmm. was they decided to simplify the language. They said traditional characters are too complicated. And by and large, the mass like underclass weren't able to write. In China. They were, right. They were like Literacy, illiterate.
0: Illiteracy was high.
1: Right. Okay. So, like, then, w- w-
0: what year are we talking about when this is all going down?
1: During the revolution.
0: Uh, so the, the revolution, revolution and, and,
1: po- and post revolution. 40s and 50s? Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. And so, what ends up happening is they decide we've got to make these characters easier to write. Okay. So, they simplify the language. Katakana. So now you oh, have no. traditional versus simplified Chinese, right? And actually, if you read traditional, you can pretty much read simplified. It doesn't go the other way. Okay, but the problem is that the Chinese language is pictograph based. Oh
0: yeah, it's it's tough. And so it'd every, be tough out there.
1: But every character, if you understand, there are radicals that kind of. De- guide you as to what the context of the character is. Mm -hmm. And then each character is almost like...
0: Like Darmok at Tanagra. Excuse me? His arms open wide. Oh,
1: my God. (laughs) The characters are always, like, very meaningful to what the word is. Mm -hmm. So they stripped all of that away
0: okay good good take all the context away good right yeah. no they yeah.
1: left they left the radicals mm-hmm. but the nuances to the characters that if you're learning them based on meaning mm-hmm. is is stripped away it's it's insane uh, and so everybody who is outside like the the chinese that fled they all still adhere to traditional characters. Hong Kong, traditional characters. Taiwan, traditional characters. Right? Like, everything outside of mainland China, traditional characters. Mainland China and now everywhere that teaches, like, uh, modern day Chinese outside of Is Chinese Is that what they call schools. it? I mean, I call it modern day Chinese. But if you were to learn it in, like, high school if you were to learn it in college they mm-hmm. teach simplified in structured school because they are aligning with mainland china standards today whereas if you go to private chinese schools that it typically on saturday or sunday those are the ones that are still teaching traditional it's it's really interesting it's yeah okay which now you understand a little bit more about why i am so passionate about Chinese school because a lot of what is actually Chinese has been stripped away by the Communist Party and now proliferated because they are the representation of China. Right, because who's
0: like, yeah, okay I get it. Yeah, because they're the largest vocal body. Right. So they they achieve prominence just because they're the loudest, basically.
1: Well, they're the recognized body for China. Right, right, right. Taiwan, on the other hand, has something called the over uh, overseas Chinese Council or something. So this like is already
0: that. bad branding. It's like the overseas Chinese. O-C- like what is that?
1: AC. Anyways, they fund
3: mm-hmm.
1: the the Chinese textbooks mm-hmm. for Chinese schools that teach traditional. They literally. Print books. No, I get it. And I get, send yeah, them yeah, yeah. Yeah. for free. Uh, they're not free anymore, but they're subsidized now. But in the beginning, for decades and decades, for free, to any Chinese school that orders for
0: them. the extended, the, uh, the the for the traditional, traditional,
1: right? Just it, to battle against simplified. So,
0: if anybody didn't catch this, because I I think it's there's a lot of nuance in here that that Leah and I have talked about for a long time. China, mainland China, is basically, whitewashing is the term I'm going to use, a historical legacy of people. Yeah. They, 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 are, they are removing them from the historical record by going to this route with language.
1: Well, I mean, it's also one way to—I uh, wouldn't say rewrite history— but make history unintelligible to the current day, okay? Because the, they can't read yeah. old texts, right, right? 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 It's it,
0: it it's literally like a transition from like Catholic Latin.
1: Well, if you learn simplified, you will never be able to read Chinese calligraphy.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Because Chinese calligraphy is still it's based in traditional characters. It's like, what
0: if? What if? Like, what if we could just remove all the bad things we did? By changing the entire written language, yes, and not allowing you to be able to read it, yeah, wouldn't that be fun? Wouldn't that be a cool thing we could do? Seriously, <laughs> that—that's yes. kind of what yeah. it sounds like. I mean, that sounds, thats what it is, right?
1: So you will literally—I uh, think um, Cerritos Chinese School is one of the few Chinese schools that are lo- is large enough mm-hmm. so that there's no, um, there's still enough students to take both tracks. But a lot of Chinese schools have had to combine traditional they, – they were eventually forced to teach pinging because that's what testing is done. Pinging
0: is simplified?
1: Yes. Okay. So that's what like AP testing is based off of.
0: Oh, so that's even worse. Yeah. Now it's so it's like going... institutionalized in, right, right. in our own government systems.
1: Right, because they have to it's align almost like... with what's being used in China. Oh, my gosh. And so so you have these kids who actually have to work much harder. There's like two tracks. You learn queuing, yeah. which is Mo mofo, and, and then and, you have uh, pinging, which no, is wait, wait, like—
0: break it down. Now you're literally doing the ham radio thing where you're not doing the acronyms.
1: So there's a phonetic way to learn— But
0: like language. traditional um, calligraphy would be two Jew- Chewing, which Jiu-ying. uses
1: Bopo Mofo for phonetics. Uh-huh. And then pinging uses like a, a That's Romanized simplified. style. That's a simplified. That's a simplified, right. Okay. And uh, so what you end up having is these, in the beginning, you have to learn the phonetics one way or another. Mm-hmm. And the families that came over to the US and would attend Chinese schools mm-hmm. uh, on the weekends would request pinging, right? And then you realize that that's actually the educational tract. Wow! So you have to have like a pinging track, right? And so a lot of schools moved away from having them separated because they just don't have enough students. We have a good amount of students where so you're almost capitulating
0: for the like academic path, right? To do pinging, but then also from the historic path of like like knowing yeah the lineage. it has a lot
1: to do also with um, where the parents came from because that would be so frustrating
0: I would be so frustrated in your position
1: mm. our kids did the pinging track because that's what I learned uh-huh. in in college and so I would be able to help them with their homework mm-hmm. so you have also these um these ABC's American-born Chinese mm-hmm who are who put their kids in Chinese school? They're picking pinging. and but then you have all of the people from um, that originally immigrated in their lifetime, not right. like children of immigrants, right? Who are like well, traditional is what I know, so that's what <laughs> that's what you're taking, right? Right. So uh, yeah, it's like they're they're just battling it out on every front, and because it's also like a geopolitical, yeah. Politicking yeah. going Absolutely. on
0: too. Yeah.
1: that's that's wild. Yeah, and for for me being Cantonese, like I had to make a choice: do I take the kids over to a Cantonese school, knowing that China is actively it's, it, trying to get rid and it's, of the language? It, it's kind
0: of a dead end. It's right, almost a it dead doesn't end language. help them in the right. future. Wow. So, like,
1: do I stick to the language based off of my culture, or do I just hope that if I speak to them enough? In Cantonese, they'll just know enough.
0: But like you don't, you don't speak to them. In yeah, Cantonese often. Yeah, yeah. And well, how do you feel about learning Vietnamese
1: then? I don't care that much about that. <laughs> okay, all right. Not 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 a jab or anything. It's no, just, no, like, no. How many languages do I introduce when we know that like English worldwide? Mm-hmm is like at least in all of the first world countries is taught as an option. Even some first world is actually not appropriate to use. It's
0: almost a capitulation for like tourism. Yeah. Right.
1: Well, and for business because as an economic, like if you,
0: if you are of the hand that is making business decisions, sure. But if you're a younger person, right. like, yes, English is good, but you you should be, you know, understanding of the native language to a point.
1: And the reality is a lot of entertainment that comes out in the world is from America. So, oh, yeah, if you want to watch the best in entertainment, you're learning English the same way your sister took Japanese to learn how. Oh, to... that's because
0: we're hardcore weeps.
1: Yeah, well, sure. But for the rest of the world, it pays off to know English. Sure. Right? But in our kid's lifetime, that's going to be Chinese. Okay. So they basically have to be bilingual. Wow. Pregnant pause. Yeah. So anyway, that. that's my, that's my tangent. That's, that's your Chinese corner of the day. hmm <laughs>
0: We cornered it. Yeah, The Chinese has been cornered.
1: We are in an octagon now. <laughs> oh, it, it's full UFC rules? We just have so many We're corners. fighting for we submission. We had the British corner earlier. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. We did. We got so many language corners going we on now. We just need Portugal to get in here cuz they uh, used to be a superpower. They were a superpower. Yeah, so.
0: Nobody understands that <laughs> what I explained to them that like I have to say, that is one of our weirdest <laughs> it's couple just. things that we have where anyone that brings up Portugal, you're not even there.
3: You're not <laughs> even
0: there. And and then I'll look at them like dead in the eye and go, you know, they used to be a superpower. <laughs> and they have no idea what I'm talking about. Th- this is this has harmed me. <laughs>
3: In my in, in, your life. in my career.
1: <laughs> don't promote that guy. He gets he's keeps saying weird things about Portugal. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't, you, Port,
0: Portugal's cool and all, but I don't know he's talking about them being a superpower. That was in the sixteen hundreds. It it is the dumbest thing that we have where it anyone that mentions like Portugal or the Dutch. like oh they used to be they used to be a superpower it's so stupid
1: all right well charlene says my ham radio class starts in just over a week can't wait till my next email char who will have a call sign one day p.s do not throw away that emergency blanket. Marie Kondo that-ish. Those girls can fold anything. Uh,
0: can we can we do the Marie Kondo thing? Can we can we all <laughs> breathe an exhalation of Marie Kondo? Can we please let it go? Let it go. Marie let Kondo go. became
1: a mother of two. Yes. And everybody was just And she was waiting just hanging on. She was we were just hanging on day. because you know what everybody said when Marie Kondo came out. Mm-hmm. You're talking about this organizer in Japan. A, okay? A
0: highly meticulous shed all of your excess. Who took the
1: world by storm. Storm. Everybody had.
0: She is a wild looking woman.
1: Tidying took up. Took
0: her by storm. Took the whole world by storm.
1: And really like just gave people permission to throw things away. Yep. That was it. And she's not wrong. She's not. But. But we were but. all waiting because the line was always easy for her to say as a single woman. Yep. Easy for her to say as somebody who doesn't have kids. Easy. You know what I mean? As her life yep. progressed. Mm-hmm. Right. And then what and happened? It, it, and it was. And I think there were even some snarky responses that she had related to. Well. Well. Those are all just excuses. Yes.
0: Yeah, I love it. I love it because... But obviously, I, you
1: said it in the most polite of Japanese ways. Of course, of course. Because she is the epitome of all things Japanese wife.
0: Very, very clean. Yeah. Pristine. But what happened, Leah? What happened?
1: She had kids and her house is a mess.
0: <laughs> That's So Marie Kondo has backed away from her entire... Yeah. thing I tweeted this I tweeted a tiktok on this because I was entirely vindicated
1: everyone <laughs> had that book everyone.
0: in their house. <laughs> you've got it you have this yeah like yeah. We,
1: I straight up did burrito Kondo while we were dealing with two kids we were trying yeah, to do this yeah. and you're like dog I'm not gonna lie it absolutely did improve my life it is that book is actually what gave me whatever the words she used allowed me to release my need to hold on to things and like truly evaluate why I was holding on to something. She's not
0: wrong. I'm, I'm not going to say she's wrong. But at the same time, it, it was complication like, of life is not completeness. Like, yeah. Cannot like, be fully complete.
1: But also in, in, in
0: shedding all ties. Of the material. But, uh, you cannot with well, kids.
1: Well, not, not just that, but it, it almost doesn't matter how much you would throw away.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: With kids, your house will still be a mess. They would find a way. So you decided you were going to get everything. Uh, you marooned uh, so everything. So you get a
0: frog, and then it's asexual, and then they start reproducing, and <laughs> nature finds a way.
1: <laughs>
0: that turned into Nick Cage. That was yeah. supposed to be... Ian Malcolm from Jurassic Park.
1: Because with kids, even if you took away all of their toys. Subtle imperfections they would, in the
0: hand. The water rolls off one way.
1: <laughs> they would just start pulling things out that weren't toys at all to play with. They will and make they would toys be, out of anything. Yeah, there would just be boxes everywhere. I got the whole but, chicken carcass. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's that's all I'm saying. Okay, well thank I you I so I much, felt Char.
0: I I felt completely vindicated by that that TikTok that I saw about Marie Kondo and I was like I'm tweeting this. All right. I tweeted. Yeah. I done tweeted it. Okay.
1: Well, on to the next email. Okay. Uh this comes from our wizard Adam <gasps> K6 ARK. Oh, I'm so excited. Credit where credit is due.
0: All all credit to the wizard
1: Hi, Leah and Josh. Thanks for the kind words about my recent SAR activity. I want to ensure credit is given where credit is due. Please. SAR takes a team of people and the hiker on Mount Baldy would not have been found without the contributions and actions of many people. I just got lucky and happened to be the first to reach him on this operation. Well, I mean, is it luck or was it your amazing ability to make a helicopter from foraged items from the forest? (laughs) He flew in, is what you're saying?
0: Leia, okay, all right, all right.
1: You're Tony Stark of foraging.
0: Okay, all right.
1: Search managers worked late into the night and early in the morning to craft plans for team assignments, having them ready for the 4.30 a.m. team briefing. Those plans would be for naught if it weren't for SAR teams from all over SoCal sending searchers to turn those assignments into actual boots on the ground searching. Operations and communications experts kept track of us in the field, ensuring we stayed safe and guiding us through our assignments. And if it weren't for the non-SAR person in the area who notified one of the field operations managers of a person calling for help across the canyon, we may not have even found him. It truly takes a village, not just an individual. So humble. So humble. Kark. I definitely have no superhero powers, only a willingness to dedicate a bunch of time and money to building the necessary skills, get the gear and travel all over to training events and operations. It's a big commitment, but there isn't much in life more rewarding than being able to help another person. I know that is a big part of why you two do what you do with HRCC. Just a class oh, act, class Adam. Class act. Just all, all the way. Yeah, absolutely. Time. Just just the I, ideal human being. Clearly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. If you could imagine someone who could self govern, mm-hmm. it's Adam.
1: He's both a doctor and a lawyer. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> SAR is almost entirely volunteer-supported and funded and rescue, including aerial support from law enforcement, fire, and military agencies. is almost always free of charge. So consider looking up your local SAR team and making a donation to support them. If you are so inclined, even consider joining the team.
0: You should. What yes. Whatever it is, you can help them out. Do whatever
1: Adam says. Like- That's...
0: I, again like consider this for a moment you all should explore your national parks or y- your your county parks <laughs> that you you live in the area you're around the only people that help you get out of that situation are volunteers yes those are human beings that are part of your city, your county, or whatever that make that happen through the time that they spend to learn the skills to be accomplished and, and, and train their body as well, right? That That is I, – I, I can't undersell the effort that they have going into this. Like it is –
1: it's you, crazy. You can't oversell –
0: yeah, yeah, that's probably the right. <laughs> I can't oversell it because th- th- they take a ton of time to volunteer their time to learn and be a first responder for first aid, but also are physically capable to get to you. I think that's kind of the big thing. Is that you're not talking about like a like a an ambulance that pulls up and just drags you out. Right. You're, you're in a situation where there's nobody coming.
1: Yeah. You never know when you or a member of your family may need the help of SAR, Adam says. In fact, even if I have had to call for help from SAR to have my sorry, broken self hauled out of the backcountry. Oh, in fact, I have even had to call for help. Adam, you had to call for help. I'm so glad that they were there.
0: It's like the hair club uh, the hair club for men.
1: Perhaps that's a story for another day. Yeah, we do need to hear this story. He, he's not only
0: a member. He's also a client.
1: Okay. Solid. Uh, 73 Adam K6 ARK. Thank you, Adam. Thank you for sharing always the best of information. And really being so humble because you saved that guy (laughs) like literally (laughs) yeah (laughs) all right the next voicemail i I will i will say that
0: that guy had like very little clothing on him like uh cold weather clothes right adam was talking to me about it and it was very cold and he had like a uh he had an inner shell and then he had like an outer shell jacket Mm mm-hmm That that dude was, like, in his 70s. Yes. He was tough as nails, Mm -hmm. first of all. Like, that guy was a survivor, like, straight up. Yeah.
1: Even for his advanced age. Yeah.
0: Very impressive. He was going to live.
1: The next email is titled, Update to Voicemail, and this is from Adon the RF field tech. Hello, Ham fam. As an update to my voicemail about being a lab rat for the military, while there is no proof, several of my buddies and I still talk, um, that still talk, all have one thing in common from the encephalitis vaccine. All of us have a child with autism and it runs from high functioning to severely aggressive. My son falls here. Wow, that could... Really, that's worth having a study. Yeah. How many children who have been diagnosed with autism have someone who was administered this vaccine or other military-issued vaccines?
0: I feel like that's probably metrics that they have pro- have already probably run.
1: Yeah, and maybe they're just not being honest about it. Well, that's... Are we going to be on a watch list now, Don?
3: That's Maybe. <laughs>
1: Well, thank you for sharing that. Uh, Also, before we took the shots, we had to sign a liability waiver and threatened with punishment if we didn't. That's that is terrible. I cannot. Okay, so this that that bothers me. This it it bothers me a lot because when when people join the military, I, I feel it's genuinely from a place of wanting to serve.
0: And, it, it, it's like an outward of good.
1: Yeah. And it takes sacrifice from not just them, but from their families too. Of course. And the idea that the military would have done something that would impact all of these for the rest of their lives, for generations. Yeah. That's very upsetting. Yeah. I am going to look more into this connection because it bothers me very much well Don signs off again thank you for being an advocate for veterans and all that you do Leia get well soon Don KE5 ADX cellular correspondent and the RF field tech I really do hope I get better soon Uh, and thank you again for sharing that information because wow indeed. Uh, That's a really sobering idea. The next email comes from Charlie. A five-star review from Artificial Intelligence. (laughs) Josh and Leia, apparently Artificial Intelligence both likes and dislikes your show. I gave chat GPT the prompt. Write five-star review for the Ham Radio Crash Crash Course Podcast hosted by Josh and Leia Nass. Here was the response. I recently discovered the ham radio crash course podcast hosted by Josh and Leah Nass, and it has quickly become one of my favorite listens. The hosts are knowledgeable, engaging and bring a wealth of experience to the subject of amateur radio. Whether you're a seasoned operator or just getting started, you're sure to learn something new with each episode. The show covers a wide range of topics from technical aspects of radio equipment to have full tips for operating efficiently. Josh and Leia's easygoing, down to earth approach makes the material accessible and enjoyable to listen to. I highly recommend this podcast to anyone interested in amateur radio. Five stars. When I asked it to write, uh, to generate a one-star review, it said, I was extremely disappointed with the Ham Radio Crash Course podcast hosted by Josh and Leah Nass. The hosts seem unprepared and uninterested in the subject, making for dull and unengaging listening experience. The content was repetitive and lacked depth, leaving me feeling like I had wasted my time. The production quality was also subpar with frequent technical difficulties. I oh, it's a new cop. Comm- 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 ah. ah. <laughs> I would not recommend this podcast to anyone, even those just starting out in amateur radio.
3: <laughs> One star.
1: <laughs> that's terrible. Hey. Thanks so much, Charlie. <laughs> Take the reviews for what they're worth. They were written by a computer that's never actually listened to your show. Right. I still think y'all are 10 stars. Oh, thank you. Thanks for providing weekly entertainment amongst everything else you do for the community. 73, longtime friend of the show, Charlie Beerworth, KL7KBN, formerly KI5KBN. Oh, you changed your location. Excellent. I think we talked about this a bit. Thank you so much again, Charlie. I at first really liked Chat GPT. Now I hate it. So for... <laughs> <laughs> the next email is titled "What? Where did my noise go?" And this is from Joe. Hey, Leia and Josh. It's been a long time since I last emailed you two. Well, since then I have closed closed my business, bought a home in Apple Valley, California, and lost my S9 plus noise floor. Well, I mean, the the noise floor went away when you moved away from. Right, people. Yeah. yeah. From the first day I hooked up the radio here, it has been a drastic improvement. I have been making contacts on single sidebands from states and countries I could never hear at the old QTH in anacrime. Of course, <laughs> I still need to make some tweaks here and there but that will come when the honey do list gets a bit smaller, you know. New home to us, and with me not working yet, so I get tons to uh, get to do tons of home improvement stuff. Well, I'll let you guys go, and hope you guys have a great 2023. Thanks, Joe, aka Pinchy Joe. Can oh my God! N a f. He oh, got out no. of Anaheim. I can't believe that you left Southern California and moved more northeast to southern california <laughs> oh man i did not know that i didn't know he moved we should have done a going away at hro joe oh joe it's not too late
0: joe joe had like he was s9 plus on most bands on painful, hf painful. and now oh you know what gosh. it was I, C- imagine, it
1: was disneyland can you imagine i don't that know how a d- noisy place
0: I don't know how to express like when you go to an area with no noise and you turn the radio on and you're like, "Is this radio broken?" <laughs> Where's the noise floor? Oh, there is no noise floor. <laughs> there's, not, there's no noise.
1: You just keep fiddling around with everything. I don't know what's wrong with it. I, and then it you hear works, you hear a, vo- a
0: you hear a signal come over, and it could be like like a super weak signal and you were hear them so so well. I uh, Joe, I'm so happy. I'm so happy for you. Sounds magical. It, it does. Like like the magic kingdom. <laughs> magical. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the next email is to- titled Mobile Radio Install Ideas and this comes from Dakota. Hey Leia and Josh, recently I was in a car accident. Oh, oh my, my goodness. Gosh, I'm so sorry. That caused my truck to roll to one and a half times, leaving us upside down.
0: Your truck?
1: Dude, Dakota, are you okay? Fortunately, all involved walk, walked away physically unharmed. That's amazing. Well, yeah. Way to go, truck. The truck, not so much.
0: Well, it did its job. Yeah, seriously. Yeah.
1: However, this has left me with the fun prospects of installing a new radio system into a new vehicle. My FTM 300 survived the accident, but almost everything else was destroyed. In that vehicle, I was getting a decent amount of noise from the ignition system on the engine. It had a distributor and ignition wires, etc. I am a mechanic by trade and went through everything I could to make the supporting systems for the engine to make as little RFI as possible. However, there was still a decent amount. Do you have any suggestions for things I can do to the coax, power wires for the radio or antenna for the new install? Also, is there a mobile antenna for two meters and 70 centimeters that you have found that you like the best or had a really good receive capability with? Ah. This time around, I want to do what I can to get the best operation I can out of the whole system.
0: So I, I am uh, I'm on the road to expanding the ham radio antenna testing that I do in the park to mobile radio and in- testing. That is the obvious you know jumping point that I'm gonna get into. With that said, It's not so much the antenna. I both like Comet and Diamond antennas. I think they both make good antennas. You can't be really upset by either one of them. I think they make really good antennas. The challenge that you have is grounding and bonding. That is always the issue, from my point of view, from a mobile installation. Spend some time and make as much of what you can electrically bonded together that will pay dividends on the back end not only on the receive by lowering that noise floor but i think it will help you out on transmit as well
3: okay
1: i have a
0: video on it so you can go check that out if you're so inclined okay for a mobile
1: well, hope that answers your question, Dakota. Dakota says, "Thank you for all the content you create and share. Oh, you both create and share. Oh, your channel and podcast. My friends and I got our licenses last year to add better communication to our lives, adventures, and capabilities. Cheers, VA7XDW. Well, thank you, thank you, Dakota. Thank you, Dakota. Good luck with uh, with your new truck." Hopefully.
0: Oh my gosh, that's so scary. Flipping a
1: truck, man? I'm so glad you're okay. But now it's time.
0: It's the final email. Here we go.
1: The last email is titled Rant and a Question. Uh oh. And this comes from Vic. Hi, Josh and Leia. First of all, the rant is about how much better you two run a podcast and how other ham podcasters run theirs as well compared to the average podcast out there. Uh Uh-oh. I'm so appreciative to have adults who speak to us with humor and fun, but at the same time providing great info while treating we, the listeners, with some degree of respect. Oh, well, I mean, hopefully, we respect well, the, the, you listeners very yeah, much. I, I... We're okay. We, we try, fans. we try. Yeah. Recently, I've tried listening to some other non ham podcasters since we have so much less of you two. No complaints. Oh my gosh. The rest.
0: Shots fired.
1: (laughs) Boy, it's sad. Podcasters who you can tell have zero knowledge of the script someone wrote for them, who editorialize and review their total lack of life experience or familiarity with the subject, and that Valley Girl croaking voice that drives me insane. Oh, you know what? What's crazy is that you have the
0: you you personally, Leia. Yes. you have the affected voice a little. I do. You I do. you do. You, yeah. Just from living in Southern California, exactly. So the fact that he he's not considering you in that it's well, like it's
1: very kind. High praise. Is it because I don't talk like this? That's the value. It's Go the up, pros. It's
0: the uptick. The
1: it's the it's a sound that makes you th- it's that the vocal fry to communicate to people that you don't care about what you're doing.
0: Yeah. Uh, I will also say, like, uh, uh, this podcast is not scripted. We don't script anything. We're just talking.
1: It's true. Well, I mean,
0: have you seen Leia take the test? (laughs) Oh, she's dead. We killed her.
1: (laughs) Excuse me. That's the females, but then it's the guys who... Like you know, like everything and giggle like Beavis and ButtHead at really poor jokes are just mind numbing. The content is usually okay, but the presenters suck. So thanks for you two. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, that's so kind.
0: I, I I have to give you a lot of credit, if I if I may.
1: Yeah, yeah, Vic. Yeah,
0: no, no. I mean, you, Leia.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: I have, uh, I've been on YouTube for a li- really long time. You have. And I have over many years tried to scrum, like scrub out the ums and the pauses sure. that I do in my speaking. Mm-hmm. But that's like literally a byproduct of like comments that I get you know like that like i have positive reinforcement sure I, negative, I also have yeah. negative reinforcement to tell yeah. me like when i f up like mm-hmm. all the time mm. but for you like you don't necessarily have that constant barrage of criticism you know, criticism all the right. time uh-huh. and and you have like amazing like the way you speak your your diction is like thank you that's so good like it, it's, very
1: it, it's very kind it's very impressive i'm Aww, always impressed that's really sweet yeah i appreciate you appreciating me yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna
0: send you my negative comments
1: <laughs> <laughs> you handle it <laughs> well Vic continues now my question i have an evolved maestro And I'm having issues with the USB ports running a signal link USB so I can do digital modes. Okay. One port seems too weak and it doesn't and doesn't see the signal link at all. The USB port on the other side on the right sees the signal link, but a WSJTX won't see it. Any suggestions? I've removed and reloaded everything several times, so I'm at a loss. Uh, so, if I'm understanding this correctly, one port doesn't mm-hmm. see the signal link. Mm-hmm. The other port does see it, but then WSJTX won't see it when it's plugged into that port. Uh, this is okay. The, this is one of those
0: situations where you have to pull up Device Manager. Okay, so in Windows, you can pull up a thing called Device Manager. And it will show you the ports that are connected on your computer. And there is a whole, like, a uh, sublisting for ports. You click that. You, you drop it down. And then you, before plugging the, the USB in, you, you drop that down. And then you plug the USB in. And it will show you the ports it it sees and acknowledges. If it shows up as like a, a yellow hexagon or uh, sorry, a yellow triangle, so what would we call that?
1: A triangle.
0: No, like if it was a, a warning triangle, like it was a street sign. What would we call that? Yield. Sure, we'll get we'll give it the yield anyway. If you get the yellow warning sign, that means you don't have the drivers loaded for your audio interface it could be the signal link it could be a digi rig it could be whatever you have to have the drivers loaded first okay. before you plug in once you plug in though you should see those ports mm-hmm. like prominently show up for whatever the driver that your rate your computer has for it once you get to that point it it should all be under ports like it all it's all there like there's nothing there's no magic to this it it's not a like one port sees it the other port doesn't kind of thing unless you have a hardware problem right that's that's the concern i have a little bit here the the fact that like you can you can see the ports on one left side of the usb but not the other side worries me a little bit.
1: I mean, do other things work in the port that is too weak and doesn't see the signal link?
0: I don't know what "too weak" means. Like that—that's that a means little um, that that that's problematic in its own right. Like I I don't
1: I I don't, more information, Vic. No, no, I I,
0: I don't know that he. Okay, L- let's assume he gave all the information. What I'm saying is that like you you don't. It's a USB port. It's either working or it's not working. If, if the right side port is not working, it might be a hardware problem. Is it, does he mean loose? Uh, no. It, it, okay. Again, device manager is where all the things go in Windows. You hit the Windows button on your laptop and you type in device manager. If you go to the ports section... Open it up, like leave it open, and then plug in the signal link. You should see ports open up. If you don't or they're upset and they got the little triangle, you have to load the drivers. That's the first thing you have to do. First thing. First thing. Then plug it back in and see if it's like uh, acknowledging the radio. Then you can pull it into WSJTX and all the other things. It has to be acknowledged as some kind of audio serial port. Otherwise you won't you will not be able to make anything
1: happen. Well hope that helps, Vic. Vic continues. In reference to the Chinese New Year shooting, my first thoughts went out to you both, and I'm glad you are safe. Thank you for that. Well thank you, Vic. Advice. I am so sorry others were not. Yeah, I mean
0: Oh, Leia. Okay.
1: Okay, you're good. You're good. Coughing. (laughs) And uh, whenever I go to Costco and see the Chinese sausage, I say a little prayer for Charlotte. Oh. oh, That's Ben actually cried about Charlotte again, like a week ago. It's. uh... That was a tough time, man. Yeah. And I mean, Ben loves Chloe. Oh,
0: we all love Chloe. No nobody nobody dislikes Chloe. She's a fantastic backup dog. Oh, to Charlotte. Yeah.
1: Thank you for she, thinking of Charlotte.
0: Uh, Chloe is a fantastic dog.
1: She is, she's very sweet.
0: I'm not comparing Chloe to Charlotte, but at the same time Charlotte ate a whole pack of Chinese sausage and died. <laughs> like that is that is messed up, man. <laughs> that is, is messed up.
1: It is. And just the amount of money we spent trying to save her. It was like insane.
0: And and she was like, I'm just I'm just trying to go out the way I lived life. <laughs> eating Chinese sausage. <laughs> All of it. The whole pack.
1: Chloe is a good dog
0: though. She is a great dog. Yeah.
1: She you know what? I don't know how to get her from she doesn't nip at anyone except for edison no she she nips at ben not in a very long
0: time no yeah she does when all the time
1: what is he doing gets her all amped up oh yeah charlotte like like, charlotte never nipped at anyone
0: that took a long time that dog existed before children is a good dog. Chloe is like got thrusted in the middle of chaos.
1: Yes, so many children. She has so many children. So Vic says you can have new dogs you love as much, but there's no way to replace a great dog or cat. that's true. I agree. Love you guys, Vic. K0 P U P. What a what a fitting call sign. Indeed. Thank you so much, Vic. And with that?
0: I think that's it. We're going to wrap things up here. So we appreciate you taking the time to send us an email. Again, that email address is leah at Send us your stories, your, your ham radio journey. And I hope you take a journey with me because I'm going to hamcation next week. I'd love to see you. Come up and say hi. Shake the hand. I may have a sticker. I don't know. We'll see how it works out. But anyway. You're not going to have patches, though, because no, they no, are the all sold out. That, that, that is, uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a whole separate thing. <laughs> <laughs> Until we talk to you again, 73.
3: 73.